The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD Arts Components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 You gotta listen. See, that's why that's why we need like you gotta listen to the episode so you can know how we get down. <laughs> Look, so I'm like, you know, let's get straight to it. What's your mission in life? My mission in life is Gumbo they got right <laughs> to them. Right. He didn't he didn't even give me a warning. He was just like <laughs> no. <laughs> so my mission in life, honestly, is just to be a better me um, and build generational wealth. I don't want my kids mm. to start from the bottom. Um, I don't want I don't like the whole got it out the mud. Like, it's cool if you got it out the mud. But yeah. once you get it out the mud, then what are you doing so that your kids don't have to get it out the mud? So I think my mission in life ain't even like really for me. It's for my children, my children's children, their children's children. So um, and just like to everybody around me to bring them in with me. Everything that I know, I try to push that information out. Things that I learn game on. I'm constantly like the people around me. I'm like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. All right. So that so that was a joke way to start off. We're going to get into that later. Right. So my first question is this, right? This for this for both of y'all. Uh, I got I got four elements, right? And I, I'm taking out training as an element in this in this conversation. I got four elements that I believe are essential to having a good command or you know just being a good professional worker wherever you work, right? I got sleep as an element, right? You need to have a healthy you know amount of sleep. Work is an element, right? Like actually doing the work. It's a job, right? Fitness. In the military, for our military, uh, you know, components, that's a essential element of a military component. Then I have family as another element, right? So sleep, work, fitness, and family. Do y'all, like as leaders, right? Do you believe that you could run a successful command without sacrificing any of those four elements? Bro, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, like when I was younger... Yes, but you mean when I'm older as a leader, ain't no way, bro. And I'm looking at the what you just told me, those four, bro, I'm only doing one, to be honest with you, man. That's pro- and like sacrificing-wise, and that's like work. Like I'm losing on the sleep part, I'm losing on the fitness part, and I'm losing on the family part, right? Um, the family got a little bit better now since I'm on shore duty, though. You know what I mean? I see them more and things like that. We do more, go to games and things like that, but... At sea, it's even worse, man. So um, I'm trying, though. You know what I mean? I'm trying to trying to work it out. Like, I just, you know, this sleep thing, I just found I got sleep apnea. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to work that piece of it so I can start sleeping yeah, better. You about to retire, yo. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what that means. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm trying to do everything, man. Mugs, man. Um, been choking in their sleep for 10 years. It, it's time to retire. It's time to get that 60. What is it, 50%? Exactly. Trying, bro. Trying. You don't know what you don't know what you don't know the, the efforts we go to. But um, but yeah, man. So in the in the fitness part is like the fitness is a little bit better. You know what I mean? You always out there because we in the military, so we always trying with the fitness part. But I'm here to tell you, man, that's a struggle now too, though. Right? It's a struggle Absolutely. now too. Especially as a leader now, man, where 
Um, they're talking to you. They let's do this, man. I'm coming to work early. I'm leaving late. And then when you get home, then when you get home, you got your family, you got your kids, you got all this other stuff going on. It's hard, bro. It, it's rough, man. So at most definitely, man, as a leader, man, I'm telling you, I'm going work because we got to make sure the work done because the mission got to go. So work is always number one. And I don't know if it should be, you know what I mean? But trust be. it is. It's always number one because the reflection of yourself is how much work you get done and the things you get done it is reflects on you. So you kind of in your job and it's your career and it's your all this stuff. So you want to make sure your shit together and you got your shit in the sock and then boom, 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 boom. But other things take take a hit, man. For me anyway. So, so that's the set. You answered the second part of the question, right? Oh, my bad. The high on the high side of the question, do you believe that a command could function while still prioritizing all four of those elements? I don't think so. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Because I think it's like a it's like like they say the work life balance. People look at it like the balance is supposed to always be here. Like everything should be weighed equally at all times, but I don't think that's the case. Sometimes family's going to get more. Sometimes work is going to get more. Um, yeah. As long as you're poor, coming back when you're withdrawing from one, as long as you go back and pour into it at a later time, then to me, that's a balance. And like, can the command like balance all of that? I don't. It, there's so many issues and problems that people have. And just family alone, you know, and family, when your family isn't right, uh-huh. it affects you at work. Yeah. So how so, can you really balance all of that? Yeah. So, I mean, before we go too far, though, can can you let the listeners know who they got the pleasure of listening to right now? Oh, hello, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Artisha Bing. I'm LNC. Um, station at Surf Pack. I've been in for 19 years and six months. Um, I retire in September. So I just got my sleep apnea stuff done too. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so I came in as a CTA, um, converted over to LN when they disestablished the CTAs. And I absolutely love my rate. Um, Hey, if I could do it, well, I can do it outside of the Navy, but I'm just saying like, I don't want to really want to work, but um, (laughs) I love my job and what I do. Um, yeah. and the effect that it changed. It's not all bad. We don't, it's, yeah. we're not all bad people. It's hard for us yeah. to find Liberty, Liberty buddy. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, it's, you know, Ain't nobody what do? With the LA. Like, <laughs> Where you going? Uh, so okay. I'm going to make sure I ain't there. I got another little question, right? Uh, on top of that one. Do y'all believe, what's y'all thoughts on like protected, like gym hours or protected fitness hours? Like 10 to one, that's the protected gym hours. Mm-hmm. If somebody, for me as a leader, if someone is adamant about working out, I'm going to try to support that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you're like 10 to one, that's my gym time. Can I? And I'm like, hey, let's work it out. Yeah. yeah. If, if the office can support it, the op tempo can support it, then why not? I'm not going to say no just to say no. Some some leaders just want to see you there in the office at all times. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm here for it. That's going to really, that's going to help them to pour back into the office anyway. Yeah. 
if they're getting their mental good in the gym, they're get, getting their fitness going. And that's something that's important to them. And they are seeing that I'm respecting something that's important to them. Then they're going to come back into the office and they're going to give me 110%. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, them some good hours, man. I need to sign, man. Can you sign me up for those 10 to 1 hours? I don't know what command does 10 to 1 for what. If if you can support it, support it. Now, when I can't, know demo, that it's because I can't. Demo, do the hours you got, bro? That's, and that's adding uh, lunch in, too, right? That's that's like lunch. Yeah, yeah lunch, lunch, yeah, yeah, lunch yeah. somewhere yeah. in the middle of that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good, man. That's you good. Asked but, I mean, I had those hours? You asked if I had those hours? Yeah, you had them hours? I'm a senior chief petty officer in the Navy, bro. You know what I'm saying? I make my own. I make my own hours. <laughs> I gotta tell my bosses. My bosses listening. But I, I, I put in work though. But I mean, I try right. to do things. You know, you put in work and Pete, like me, I'm task driven, right? We talked about that a million times. So I'm not leave if I have a certain like set of tasks assigned to myself that I assign myself. I'm not leaving until those tasks are you know completed. Right. That's. Now, if they complete it, you know, early, then I'm able to, you know, go early or find something else to do, some CPOA stuff or something else to do. Or if I got to stay late, I'll stay till 1900 if I had those tasks that I had to complete. So don't get mad at me when I'm, you know, sliding out at like 1500 or whatever right. time yeah. I'm leaving because it's always going to be task driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until you start getting those collaterals and shit, then you start being reactive depending on what collateral you got. You got to be reacting. All this shit be happening, man. These, hey, these kids, boy, they be going through a lot of stuff, man. They do. I'm telling you, be going through a they, lot of stuff. Trust me, but, I know. <laughs> but I tell you, I, I tell you this, dumb old man, like, you're right, though, man. You can get a schedule like that, man, because that does help. Like, 10 to 1, these kids know. They even got, I don't even care about being a workout schedule. You got 10 to 1. We're going to throw it in there. You got your lunch you can go to. You can work out. You can do whatever you want to do during that time from 10 to 1, as long as you back at work. At yeah. one, at one, you know what I mean, and, and getting mm-hmm. and getting stuff done. Yeah. I have no issues with that at all. But, but now, if I flip that to the ship, it's no way that can happen. That's what so I'm talking about. The ship. I'm talking oh, to the ship. Oh no, that can't happen, bro. On the ship. Why not? You, you can't. You can't. You can't. Because you won't get work done. You won't Why get not? nothing done. Because one, I'm a, one. Now, 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 before before we before you yeah. continue, right? My why nots are not me disagreeing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I got you. Me I know. asking you your thoughts on why not. Yeah. My why not is because the schedule, right? The schedule now out to sea is so crazy right now. You always got meetings going on. And every time you come out of a meeting, it's something that's going on. It's, it's going to be reactive, right? Every time now you got to go fix this. You got to go do this. You got to do that. And it's just like, and then one thing about sailors, right? When they hit like 15, 15, 30, 16, they, they looking for you. Right. But now you done took three hours out of that work day. So they don't get to work. Some of them get to work at seven. Now ships get to work at eight. Right. So now they only work for two hours. Most of that two hours is prepping something. Probably you're trying to prep mm-hmm. to do something being an engineer. Now you're prepping right now. You let them go from 10 to one. Now one hit, you do the work. Now something happens. Now it's 17. Now it's 18. It's 19. So I don't know if it's and a lot of time. I tell you right now from my last ship in my last division, they wouldn't want to take three hours off. All right, so let's go your last ship real quick. Let's go with your last ship. Yeah, yeah. Right? Let's go with your best second class on your last ship, right? Your best mm-hmm. second class, right? Whoever that yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, They got kids? Your best second class got kids? Yes. All right, so your best second cl- class got kid- children. They married? Yes. All right, so best second class married with kids, right? What time is quarters? Mm, I 
think we was doing it around about eight, probably like eight. All right, so quarters around eight. So how far away did that second live away from the ship, approximately? Mm, I'm probably going to say 20, 30 minutes. It's, it's funny when we ask how far away, you know, all black people say the time. It's scary, right? <laughs> how, far, how far? Oh, like 30 minutes. 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> even when people tell me the distance, like if I'm talking to like one of my white friends, I'd be like, yo, how far? They'd be like, oh, it's about 15 miles. Nah, dog, like like, like how many minutes? Right? <laughs> That's <laughs> funny, bro. That's funny. <laughs> funny though. Yeah. Hey, every all time right, I ask that question, I'm going to say that from now, bro. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so you said like so they like 30 minutes so what do you if you was to assume right if you was to shoot out their schedule their routine their schedule before they came to work what you think they doing before they come to work they, they probably didn't hopefully they helping with the kids and, and and eating and doing all that stuff preparing for to go to work all right so and then on, if they are good if you a good second class if you if you a great second class you hopefully you've got thing getting there early to prepare you know what I mean the things for the day all right, so they're getting there early. So, man, them, them kids up real early, right? Five in the morning, you got them, you got them kids up real early in Captain Crunch. I got I it. I need them, bro. I need them to be ready, bro. I need them right, to work. So they woke up. They woke yeah. up. Perfect life. Help with the kids at 4 30 yeah. in the morning, right? They they yeah. left the house. You got to damn near wake your kids up if you help them. Before. Right. All right, so they leave the house. They go to work, right? Now, you're saying they get to work. Uh, they working until, are they doing a prep until lunchtime, right? At lunchtime, what they got? How long they got? What's lunch? Oh, okay. Um, hour, I'm gonna say shit. Probably like twelve thirty, maybe, maybe from eleven to twelve thirty. All right, so like an hour and a half. They're probably eating yeah. lunch, right? They're not working out, right? Yeah, not working out. All right, so then they f- go to lunch, then they go back to work, right? After work, what time are they getting off? On, on on a good day, like a regular work day, a good day, like maybe it's an inspection coming up in like two months. Especially coming up in two months. Oh man, Seven, <laughs> seventeen. Seventeen is a good day, man. Right, seventeen, so 17 is a good day. Right? It's a good day. So now they going home in traffic, right? Yep. Because they leave and work at seventeen. Probably take like ten minutes to change and get up out of there. Some people would take them like two minutes to change and get up out of there. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. they, yeah. probably right. those right. home over the uniform. Yeah, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so they leave and work in traffic. Now, mind you, they ain't work out yet, right? They ain't go to the gym yet. So they leave and work and try. Are they going to the gym when they get off or what? Mm-mm, they go home. They go home. And what they doing when they get home? Sleep. Sleep. Mike grab Eat, a drink. Probably, yeah, video you're right. Game. My video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be in a video game, man. They might not even have enough time to cook. Yeah. yeah. So they might like Uber Eats it yeah. or something. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into it, but that's just a crazy, you know, schedule to have, man. That's a sick. Yeah. And then on, on, on top of that right there, man, like think about if they had duty. Now they're going to watch right after all that stuff. that Because we probably got them to switch watches because we need them. We need them. Hey, can you switch watches? And now they got a now they got a what? A two to seven problem. You know, or ten to two, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, and then yeah. on top of that, Manning is horrible right now. So yeah. we're doing more with less. Yeah. <laughs> we still got 24 hours in a day to get yeah. everything done, yeah. but we got so much more that's being compounded on because man. we just don't have enough people to get yeah. everything done. How many hours do you sleep every night, Tisha? About four, five. Mm. Five, right? Uh, what about yeah. you, Damon? I'm probably writing the same thing. I don't sleep that much at all, man. But, but of course, you know, my sleep apnea test came back, bro. And I know why. You know what I mean? My test came back, man. I wake up 32 times, man. You know what I mean? In the night. Yeah. 
can't and not breathing. You know what I mean? So I ain't sleep during that thing. They got all that stuff hooked on to you. Like, how can they even test yeah, you? Yeah. I don't yeah, even get crazy. it. They told me yeah. I just snore. I was like, I didn't go to sleep. First off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, even think yeah. I went to sleep. <laughs> I'm at I'm at five hours. I'm at five hours too. Like, and I, I was talking to somebody on the elevator. He was like, "Yo, I sleep a uh, bosun's a bosun made senior chief." He was like, "I sleep five hours a day. I can't help it. Me too." On the weekend, if I don't turn the alarm on or nothing like that, I'm waking up in five hours, no matter what time I went to sleep. But let me let me tell you this. Let me let me tell you this, man. Like you're right. The five hour thing, four, five hour thing. But bro, half of the time I'm waking up doing that little four, five hours though. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't like pure sleep. You know what I mean? It's like right. you're waking up, you're moving, you yeah, well, man, you wake crazy. up 32 times. So, so, yeah, so you yeah. just like you say, he did say 32 times. <laughs> yeah, you got, you no, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't laugh at that. That's facts. I got paperwork. I got documentation. I got documentation of track. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I want all the sleep apnea, like support groups to get upset. Like, hey, it, it's get funny. upset. I, I got documentation. I will post it right. I'll highlight everything out. They can't read it, but I'll let them see it. Yeah, I'm insensitive to sleep apnea. Yeah, come talk to like you were saying earlier, like you can't have these issues leading up to it, but because us as leaders, we don't really take care of ourselves. We yeah. don't really start really looking into it until it's like, okay, well, let me start getting ready for retirement. Let me get, go start yeah. getting this stuff documented. And at yeah. the last minute, you finding out you got sleep apnea, you yeah. got everything in the book. Sure. I was looking at yeah. my record. I was like, I got all this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, all it was take care of yourself when you're trying to do the ship's mission, take care of family. Yeah. And it's just hard. Yeah, you just, to, you tend to, you tend to naturally put yourself last a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. You don't know till you go down to that senior chief, master chief birth. And it sounds like a DJ down there scratching. Look, look, we was a lot. So, so, uh, teacher, so me and Dumbo's on the ship together, right? So mm-hmm. back aft, man, like all like the scene chiefs and the CMC that I mean, everybody down there had a f- freaking um, CPAP machine. Yeah, everybody hey. down there. So you go down there, man. I'm talking about these machines going yeah. off, like you're right. That's loud wow. as hell. Yeah. Like everybody it. got it. Everybody. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. For real. So For real. I got another little question. Right, I was I was at like a training. Um, it's actually called Outward Mindset Training uh, by Harbinger Institute. Like. Uh, it's a life-changing training. I ain't going to get too deep into it because I, I actually want to sit down with our uh, the, the facilitator. His name is Chip Hugh, and hopefully we can. But this training, changed, it changed my life in two days. Something about it changed my life, and I hope that, you know, I hope I can continue to exercise that knowledge. But, you know, during that training, I had a conversation. And, like, so in some of my conversation, I talked about how fast it is for me to get, like, my primary duties done, like administrative primary duties, right? Uh-huh. So I'm a I'm a alcohol and drug control officer, and I go to different commands and I inspect their uh, DAPA programs and I inspect their UPC programs, and then every quarter I get like their paperwork and I go through it and I just pass it up to CNIC. That's pretty much the extent of what I do. Uh-huh. Now, outside of that, like the administrative job, so for me, administratively is when I go do assessments and I process my assessments. And also when I process their reports, right, uh, monthly and quarterly. That's it for me. I could do that in a, in a work day. I got eight commands that I got to do that for. I could do that in a work day. Outside of that now, though, you know, they have issues with supplies. We got issues when people have actual 
incidents, like it might be phone calls, it might be visits. It's, I got to stay up on um, instructions and they got different uh, webinars and all of this stuff. So it's still stuff to do outside of the administrative. But I was talking to somebody, I'm like, yeah, I could get my administrative stuff done in one day. And they like, oh, well, that means that we could look into giving you some more work, right? And I'm like, nah, right? So, <laughs> so you know, so I want to ask y'all like, yeah, I want to ask you. So, and I gave, I gave this person an analogy about uh, the electricians in the locker, right? So when I first got to my uh, last ship, the ship me and Damon was on, now, mind you, Damon is a damage control, he the he damage control uh, uh, senior chief, right? Mm-hmm. But when I first get to the ship, my EMs, you know, they was doing a whole bunch of other stuff in the repair locker, like uh, hose, like pipe patching and uh, like being hose man and all this stuff, right? And the EM and the locker, their job is they got one job. It's to isolate electrical power um, for the casualty, right? That's mm-hmm. it. That's that's their job. So if it's a fire, they could be isolating power throughout, you know, the, the length of the fire, throughout the duration of the fire. But for flooding, that EM need to get down there and isolate power because nobody could enter the space, you know, until power is isolated because you, you water and electricity don't mix. So I go down to the light, like my first, you know, I'm trying to be on D set or deck it wherever coach you want. Right. So I go down to the, to the locker and I don't see my electrician. So I asked the locker, you know, officer, I'm like, where are the electricians at? Oh, they on a whole team. They, a bunch of different teams. I'm like, the electrician's not supposed to be there. Right. So basically the analogy here is this, like what they were trying to do was put and it was my, my first, my LPOs and stuff like that, but they wanted the electricians to seem like they were busy. Right. So they wanted these dudes to appear to be busy, to be helping out, going an extra mile. And I I think that was a good thought. But the electricians have a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And their job is to be there when they're needed to perform that job, not to be all around looking busy and all of that. So that was kind of what I was explaining to her. Like, you might not know that this person that you pull off of this wall, maybe it looked like he holding down a wall, but you might not know that the moment he let his hand up, it's flooding or some shit like that. Like he was really like holding something from flooding. So before we start giving people extra jobs, that's going to take away from their primary responsibility. Let's kind of understand what that primary responsibility is. Right. And at some point I saw you laughing, Damon. You know, I would laugh at the, the, the whole electrician thing. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, like, like you are correct, man. That's, that's what we do. Right. Yeah. That's what we do, man. We we find out like like even my sailors, man, like if anybody if I see they ain't got like one or two things, like let me add something else to you. You know what I mean? You can handle this too. So that, I mean we we always do that, but you're right, man. Um I, I tell why, you though why we do that though. Why do you think we do that? Why why do y'all think we do that? Because it's mission. We have to get yeah. things done. It's we always have, we, something we, that can be yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, we always got something done. And the only thing our mission is, my mission kind of when I go to work is we gotta get this done. I'm not the, the truth, I'm, at that time, I'm not thinking about, you know, all the things. I'm thinking about, hey, we got to get A and B done, right? But I also think that's, in, like you just you just said this, and maybe that guy, you know, cut on a light bulb or whatever. But I do think it goes, it, it can go two ways too, though. If you don't talk to me about things, man, you might get ran in the ground too, though. Right? Like, I might be asking you, some people, it kind of go back and forth. And, and now, today's Navy is different, though. I ain't gonna lie. These kids right. can tell you what's up now. Right. right. Yeah. But, back, but back in my time, when I came in, I was getting the shit worked out of me because I was all about getting when my chief or my first class told me to do something. That was, that it. was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
You know what I mean? I'm going out there and I'm doing, I'm getting it done. And I was getting overloaded. I was the only like fireman on board the ship. I mean, in my division. So all the little crazy work, I was always doing it. I never came and said, hey man, I got a lot of stuff going on. I got this going on, blah, blah, blah. I never said that. Right? right? But now it's a little bit different. But man, you hit it on the head though, man. Like we probably should be asking like, okay, what else you got going on right now? Or right. do assessment of your division and see what else they got going on instead of, oh, he just got one collateral or he ain't got no collateral. So let's get, you know, let, let's, let's put this on him or her. So, yeah, yeah I mean, or I like, got you, man. Like what are like, are like, what could happen that would pull you out of whatever else it is that you're doing? Like what, like for me, like with my job is if, if a dapper call me and somebody popped or something like that, I need, if I'm doing something extra, I need to stop, you know, what I'm doing, doing and like help this. Yeah. For me, yeah. the way I look at customer service, I need to stop what I'm doing and help this person out. Right. At yeah. this moment, like I can't be doing some other shit for the command that I'm not billeted for. My billet is my primary responsibility. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'll give you an example real quick um, for teacher jump in is that like me. So we do inspections on the ship. Right. So in in, in, in the big round of, of, of everything, the ramification of everything, I, I'm trying to find a collateral duty. Right. For me, just to have a collateral duty. So I had to pick and choose like what I wanted to do because uh-huh. like, so I picked FAP. So my, my expectation, well, you know what, FAP stuff don't happen all the time. So I still can do my primary job, mm-hmm. but I got a collateral. So yeah. it don't really take me out of my job as much. What's you know fat? what I mean? What's FAP, man? I'm just saying that for the listeners. Like, Oh, family, uh, family advocate. Fuck is fat. Right. Okay. For the families they have, you know, so, you know, child abuse, family stuff that goes on. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's why I had to pick that. I picked and choose that. I, I went out, found out who it was, found out when they was leaving. I did all that because okay. I had to find something like that. So now if I did a job, I would hurt myself if I did a job like, say, uh, Simeo or something, right? Ain't no way or I could do like in dock or something, some, something like that. I probably wouldn't be able to do it because I'm always traveling and I'm always on shifts doing stuff. So, um, and then, but I had to explain this to like, you know, the master chiefs and stuff like, clearly, like, okay, what are you doing? I can't, I can't do that. I had yeah. to say that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't do that job because I'm always gone. I'll fail in it. You know what I mean? I will right. fail in that job. So I think right. that's the communication piece that has to happen when it comes to that. But as a leader, guess what? I can do that. I can say, I can talk like that. Shit, we've been in 20 something years. You could talk like that. Right. right. But when you're young like that, you probably ain't talking like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you that like the really good sailors, they're the ones that get all the work because the leaders yep. are like, oh, that's my guy. I'm going to go to this person. And that's, yep. you know, that's the person I'm going to go to. And it's like, it's almost like they're being punished for mm-hmm. their their work ethic because you just go keep piling them on, piling them on. And it's just like, af- after a while, it's just like, well, dang, like you keep coming to me, all these people over here, <laughs> not even putting in no work, like. Ask them yep. to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that's how we do because it's like, well, I know this needs to get done. Yeah. And I know who I can go to to get it done. But it's like, then we like just running them yeah. in the ground. Be running that's them facts, in the ground. Man. Yeah. That's facts. You you have yeah, to like more for good have, work is more work. Man. Yeah. Right. And you and you try your best yeah, to build your team. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That was deep right there. Yeah, you, got, you, deep. <laughs> <laughs> you most definitely gotta to build try to build your team, man, because eventually as a leader, you're going to find out that that's happening. Right. Cause eventually that sailor going to break. Right. And it's going to start like if, if it's a second class, guess what? He can talk to his LPO, 
more than he right. can maybe talk to me. So you finna hear it from the LPO then. Cause the LPO, hey mm-hmm. man, can we give this somebody else because of this and this and this? Then you're gonna start hearing, then you're gonna start finding out why it's happening. Why right. why they say that? Well, because they're getting overtasked, they're getting overworked. Right. Um, and you're trying to build a great team, man. But some people like just here for a paycheck and it's, it's the, the honest truth, man. You got right. some people that just ain't going to cut it because you can't put up a bad product either. Right. I mean, then, and then Dumbo can account for this because I've seen Dumbo do this shit a million times. Um, you end up doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a lot of tasks you'll end up, you know, doing it one when you're on a ship and you got like five or six people, you know what I mean? You find yourself working a whole lot more than you normally would. And the other, you just want to get it done and get it knocked out. You know, you find out you're doing it yourself because you don't want to task, you know, your guys because they get overtasked. Yeah. Hey, Tish, yeah. I got a question for you, Tish. So, like, you know, you let's say you, you want lunch, right? You're trying to get some lunch, right? This is this a, mm-hmm. this a light this a light question. This ain't a heavy question. So, you it's, it's lunchtime, you know, you try and grab some lunch. It's, you know, the pizza truck. You see the pizza truck. You want to slice. You eat pizza? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, all right, right. All right. So you want to slice a pizza. So you see the pizza truck, but then it's a long line, long ass line, like 30 people in this pizza truck line, right? But one of your friends, one of your homies is up front. They like two people behind, you know, the truck. So you, you know, you go over to your homie and you like, hey, um, can you grab me a slice? You know, I'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you think that's wrong to do? I think you got to get in where you fit in. Right. <laughs> like, you got to get in right where now. you fit in. If I see somebody up there, I'm going to be like, who is <laughs> Right. Yeah, let me get you this <laughs> and you get me this. <laughs> Put me in, yeah. like, hey, what you got? Right. I'm sending a text message and everything. I might be a little bit more. <laughs> oh, you're doing a text. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While I'm back there yeah, in the I, back of the line, like, hey, yo, can you get me a piece? I pay you the money. And as soon as they say yeah, yeah. I'm cutting out the line. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I, I just gotta do better. I gotta be a better person. Cause no, like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm, I'll go ahead, go ahead, bro. I was just going to say, I ran up on my boy in the line. He was like two people back. And I just, in front of the dude that was right behind him and everything, I'm like, yo, bro, can you grab me a slice? You know, my logic is that he in line anyway. He's going to order something anyway. Yo, the dude that was behind him was like, he was giving me the rock face. Like, like yo, who is this dude? Like, like, and I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, what am I doing wrong? I know this dude, he getting a, a, a slice already. Boom, boom, boom. And then right. I was talking to some juniors, junior sellers and they was like, yo, senior, like, all you got to do is, you know, shoot them that text. Like, ask him to hook you up through the text. That's probably better. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, yeah, I take that on as a lesson, man. What was you about to say, yeah. man? Well, I I would just like I mean I probably wouldn't even got in line I probably would get a little ice but I would get a little signal or whatever give me a slice or whatever but that's what we do but I think because we don't never take what signal what I mean I can I can see how I can see how people getting upset about it huh what's your what's your signal to get a slice you said you'd have gave them the signal to get you a slice yeah yeah I would went to the side of the truck I would went to the side of the truck like let them so we get eye contact I would have never got in line I would have never got in line. I would have never gotten in line, bro. I would have went straight to the side of the truck so we could see each other. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I, you know, hey, you know what I mean? Look, one thing, look, wait up. You know what I mean? And then, and then he going to say, I got you. Talking anyway. Yeah. We talk, our culture, we talk without talking anyway. <laughs> yeah. No definitely. No definitely. Yeah. And um, I'm here to tell you, though, but I, but you know what, though? I But thinking about it hard, I can't think why people may get upset if you just walk right up. 
You know what I mean? Passed yeah. by everybody. I can see why they're getting yeah. upset. Do I care? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Right? I but I, I, can, I can see. And then they run out, out. They run out behind that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you can see if somebody yeah. know you, if somebody know you, if somebody know you, they'd be like, come on, bro. Hey, now look, what happened now? If that was the last slice, though, I, I feel bad. Like, hey, no more buffalo chicken. Oh, my bad, bro. No, my bad, bro. Yeah, I would have said that loud, too. You'd be in front of me. I'm like, man, my slice, man. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got one more. I got one more quick shot question. Um, It might not. It might not be a quick shot answer, but with the recent, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to, like, Disney so Disney's CEO, he came back. Bob, I really don't know how to say his last name. It's either Eager or Iger. But uh, he came back to Disney and he instituted that they got to come in the office. There's no telework, remote work uh, for at least four days a week. So for at least four days a week, they got to come in the office and work, right? And it, it seems as if he's trying to uh, restore or fix the culture over, over at Disney, right? So he, he left, I guess things didn't go the way he thought they would. And he came back, um, telework done for at least four days a week. Same thing that Elon Musk, uh, did in Twitter. So me and my wife, we have these debates cause I lean more to, toward the person that bring the people out of telework. Like, like everybody being in the office, we need to be here physically and all of that. And my wife, she leaned more to, Oh, you don't gotta stop people from teleworking to, you know, change a culture. So my thought, my question is for y'all, like, what's y'all thoughts? Do you think that like you could shift a culture to trend in a positive direction with 50% telework? So that's either 50% of your people teleworking or your people teleworking for 50% of the time. Can you positively affect, effectively change a culture? I think it's going to depend on the workers because it's <laughs> if production is going down, and that's probably mm-hmm. what was going on with Disney and Twitter. Because if it was working, then it's like, hell, if it ain't broke, don't damn fix it. But if it's not working, yeah, it's time to snatch people back. It's time to come back in the office. And you can actually, you actually can get more work done a whole lot easier when everybody is right there. If I ain't got to call you or I ain't got to send you a document or whatever, whatever everybody's right here collectively working. I can just call call out to you. Hey, what's the status of blah, blah, blah. You give me an answer and we all done. When you teleworking half the time, they, they not at their desk. They, they not doing work. They over there, uh, watching their TV shows and going to clicking the button every now and then. Cause I mean, that's just kind of like how, that's just kind of how yeah. people are. <laughs> That's how they are. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't think so there. I think you can do some level of teleworking, maybe like once or twice a week or something like that. If that, but I don't know about 50%. Yeah. I don't know about that. My, my, I mean, my we got people who want more than that. Like, even right now, we got a civilian yeah. right now who battling out with my Jag because he don't want to come back to work. <laughs> like, COVID is over, homie. It's time yeah, to come it's back. It's really over. It's over. <laughs> it's yeah. time to come back. But yeah. So, so my my take is is that I'm gonna try a couple things first, though. 
right? Like we're gonna try to see, like, because because right, it's a reason why he want they want to bring people back. To work. All right, it's so reason. it's two it's it's two different reasons, right? So and I'm I, before you go, I'm gonna break it down because yeah. I want to make sure we on the right you know stratosphere with this. Disney, mm-hmm. he left some you know whatever happened happened. I don't think Disney making good original content, but whatever happened happened. He came back. Twitter, um, Elon Musk is a new leader over there like he just took over yeah. so that was part of the implementation all right i'm done mm-hmm. okay so what i do is like i mean i guess the twitter thing is a whole new thing somebody come in brand new this bring them back but my, my thing is is that if you're not getting the production you're not getting what you need um i think before i bring everybody back at once because they could have been teleworking for a long period of time right and then you then if they teleworking for a long period of time their life has adjusted to that too so mm-hmm. I'm kind of probably going to implement a couple things first, but we're going to get back to coming back though, right? I'm going to implement a couple things. Say, okay, we're going to go to go to three days a week, and then eventually we're going to get all the way back though, right? Because there's no reason why people can't come in, right? Unless we have hired people that stay out of state or something like that, and that's a whole nother different ball game. But um, like like teach you right we want to get everybody that you can change culture when i'm looking at you and i know how you work and i know how you you get down and all that type of stuff i know i can kind of change culture right but and teleworking man if if you got a job and it depend on the job too though right a lot of some people jobs they can do at home the whole time and and and, and be very effective right what right. doing it at home but then also it depends on what it is but that's a, that's that's tough man that's a tough mm-hmm. because you as a leader, I mean, people love to be at home. They love, you know, all that stuff about it. And you can be a hated guy, but as a leader, sometimes you're going to be hated. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that shit depends on the job because some jobs, it's like, why not? If, if you can mm-hmm. be just as productive and you as a person, your work ethic is you're going to still be at home teleworking, like legit teleworking, then I don't really see. I don't really see an issue. I think it can it can definitely work. Hell, I'm trying to telework these last couple of months. I'm trying to find my new job while I usher my way out. But and that's the thing. It's like now my focus is starting to shift more on preparing for retirement. So I should be teleworking more because yeah. I'm going to have to do VA appointments and all of that stuff. And, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I get out. And so my focus just has to shift. So teleworking should be my natural progression as I usher my way on out the door. Yeah. But, hey, Tisha, I got a question when you, know, you say that. How yeah. hard is that for your, you know, you to shift? No, for you to shift to like, try to shift yourself to retirement and start getting things done. Is that, it's is that hard? actually very hard actually it's hard for me to let go yeah and that's why i can't like i'm trying to get my relief to come in earlier because i feel like if my relief is there i'll have a better time i'll like it'll be easier for me to let go because somebody else got the reins you know um it's it's just and then it's like it's the i've been doing this for 20 years it's all i've ever known i've only only other place i've ever worked is target okay (laughs) Yeah. So it's the people that I feel like, dang, I'm about to lose a, a a whole family by retiring. Like, and so it's like um trying to like step away, take care of myself more in the process. And and now it's to the point where I have to. Like, I gotta go to these appointments. I gotta get this stuff documented. 
And it's almost like a guilt, like when you're away, because you're like, dang, is this getting done? Is that getting done? And then they're like, oh, chief, um, are you coming back? And I'm like, yep, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to come people. back, but I'm going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, a, and I think it's part of it. Like the Navy, we do, we do kind of instill like that family um, that family, um, aspect into, into all of us. Like we look at our sailors, like our kids kind of, you know? And so, um, it did, it can be hard to break away from that. It's almost like it's a curse because when it's time for you to take care of you, you feel guilty. And when it's time for you to like, start making your way out the door and start letting go, you don't want to let go. You want to let go. But you, it's like, how can I, like, I want to let go when I know everything is good because my loyalty is to this office. My loyalty is to this organization. This organization took care of me and I want to take care of it. So I'm ha- I personally am having a very hard time just letting go. And my officers tell me all the time, like, chief, you got to start letting go. And I'm like, well, get my replacement in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, ASAP. Yeah. And then I can let go. Cause y'all still going to call me. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, they it's, say it's, let go. <laughs> it sounds yeah. nice, but I still will be calling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, it's it's funny. Like I'm act I'm acting as the CMC right now because it's it's a bit of a turnover. So I'm kind of the person there, and like I'm chilling yesterday watching movie or something, and the phone rings. You know, my phone rings, and I see I can see through my watch is one of the chiefs in the mess. So, you know, I suck my teeth, man, right? And then, like, right after I suck my teeth, I get up so quick, damn near pull my hamstring because my phone was charging somewhere else to answer this damn phone, you know what I'm saying? So you write, you write about the, because I'm like, yo, I can't let this thing ring more than three times. I want him to know I'm there. Like, if you need me, like, right. you know, so, yeah. so you write. But I, real quick, before we go too far, right? Before we go too far, I don't know if, I don't know if the listeners can see this, but I'm wearing an affiliate. Damon, Damon hate when this shit happens, right? But I'm wearing an affiliated hoodie. Shout out, hey, shout out to affiliated. Shout out to Ebony Wilson. Uh, she was on our podcast before. She got some clothes and stuff like that. Um, Damon hate when I do this, but I actually reached out to her. You know what I'm saying? And I got this from me uh, sending her a message. So it's dope. It's green. It's a green color. Uh, Tisha, you, you you watch football? No. I mean, okay. so, kind of. I watch it with somebody, but I won't like just turn on the TV and watch it. All right, because I asked that for a reason. So this green is Eagles color. Um, I really prefer Sixers colors because I ain't watched football in a while, but I might start back. But the reason why I asked about football is another thing we got to do right after this. But the reason why I asked about football is because Damon, <laughs> before um, we started, I talked to Damon off mic. <laughs> And Damon said he was getting ready for tomorrow's game. And I was just wondering how a senior chief in the Navy, you know, gets ready for a major football game. <laughs> so, 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 like, yeah. what exactly, yeah. like, you know, what's your routine? It's a process, guys. It's a process. It's a process, man. What, what you, you got to make man? sure you watch you know. a tape? You watch a game tape? Yeah, yeah. I got to, you know, everything that's happening, like, you know, and for me, I have been watching the 49ers for so long that yeah. I get to see the practices. You know what I mean? They have videos of the practices and stuff, right? 
So I got to make sure all week I'm watching the practices and making sure everybody's healthy and everybody's good to go. Um, I got to make sure I got my wings. I got to make sure I got the grease, you know, peanut oil too, man. I can't do all the other I'm, I'm trying to do a little help, yeah. you know, your peanut oil. Oh, you know what I mean? I got to make sure, you know, got the, 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 the dip, you know what I mean? It's ready to go. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to make sure all that stuff good, man. So you got to prepare yourself. And then we play on a Saturday because it's, 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 it's um, playoffs. Right. So we play on a Saturday this week. So I got to make sure the day is Friday. Right. Yeah. So regardless of if it was an off day, I was off anyway. I can't work on, a you know, the day before the game. You know what I mean? I got to, you know. <laughs> Your command know that? <laughs> Your command know that? <laughs> they might not know. Like, they might not know everything. Hey, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't work. Okay, work day uh, for the game, man. Gotta do stretches and stuff. You know, I kinda sometimes I jump up. You know what I mean? I just had surgery not too long ago sometimes, you know. Gotta yeah. make sure I'm ready. Wow. wow. So I'm from Georgia. So, you know, I'm oh, like man. if I was to root for a team, it would be the Falcons. Yeah. Why are you looking like I that? Thought, I, was, like, I thought you was about to say Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Georgia Bulldogs. But like, so I, I'm divorced now, but when I was married, um, my ex-husband, he was an Eagles fan. Mm. And we kind of yeah. would like butt heads watching, you know, the games because I'm a root for who, who I'm rooting for. Yeah. And one year the Eagles did horrible. We couldn't watch no football at all in the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. That's funny. Was he from Philly? Was he from Philly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Philly, man. Shout out to Philly. So, another thing we can't go too far without doing is honoring uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, that's why we off. That's why we're not going to work, right. uh, you know, today, most likely this episode to be out on that day. So that's why we're not going to work today is, um, it's not just to be out of work. It's not just a holiday. It's a day that we start to recognize as a service day as well. So some people are going out and doing some service to their community and things like that. And we know that Dr. Uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was of astute like service and, I mean, in my opinion, after reading a little bit more about him, he's like one of the bravest people that has existed in American history, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's bravery by like these guys, they used, um, and women at the time, they used uh, jail as a weapon. They used getting arrested, you know, as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? That was like one of our biggest uh, um, weapons against um segregation and stuff like that. And, uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, he led the charge, you know, on that, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I, you know, I read about where, you know, where he was when he, when he passed and the march that they did over there, the one that went bad, you know, so he was planning to do another march, you know, he was on his way out to dinner and, you know, that's when he was assassinated. But, um, you know, uh, FBI investigating him for years, you know, he died at what, 39, he wasn't even 40 yet mm-hmm. and got all this accomplished in that, in that amount of time, like pretty much changed the trajectory of, uh, African-Americans, um, in America, you know, in, in that amount of time, you know, in a, in a very short amount of time, a very young man. 
Um, so I always take my hat. I'm going to talk probably a little bit more about them. So I don't want to go too crazy because I read the book, but I'm going to always take my hat off to the efforts of uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I said his name that way three times like that because, you know, I, I, sometimes I say MLK, sometimes I say Martin Luther King. No, nah, like he was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And one of our, one of America's greatest people, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. And also, man, just to add a little bit to it, man, American hero, man. We 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 talking about we always talking on on here, teacher. We always talking about heroes. We do a hero of the week most of the time. We're not gonna do one today. Most of them do hero of the week. Uh, he was a hero, man. We we talking about. So I was listening um, uh, with this guy. He was talking about Martin Luther King. Pretty much every time that he was doing a march or he was doing anything, it was a possibility that somebody was gonna kill him, and they knew that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean they knew that. That was that's the crazy part, but they never stopped, never wavered, never anything because of what he was trying to accomplish, right? And you got to tip your head off to somebody like that. You right. know it's a possibility every time you step anywhere. That's a possibility somebody yeah. that's trying to kill you. That's and crazy. You Even think about anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a yeah. possibility. Every time you step anywhere, you could be sleeping yeah. in your house at night, like uh-huh. death threats, yeah. death threats all day. Yeah, right. And your family. You know what I mean? Like, everybody is crazy, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and this is before um, social media. Like, this yeah. before internet, like, you know, was too crazy. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like I said on our last podcast, I think the first time that most of America really got to see him was during the March on Washington. You know what I'm saying? So outside of that now, this person is just like, even like Jack Johnson and all of those, you know, um, people um, from from back in the day that was making history, like you didn't even really see them. You know what I mean? Like right. we get to see them now because times have you know changed. But it's you, these people going years putting in work without you ever even seeing their face or whatever like that. So that 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 was a that was a big one. A lot of brave people, and he was a leader amongst leaders. Um, right. A lot of people don't give a lot of credence to the fact that he was a leader amongst other people that were like leaders. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, so I definitely want to shout shout them out. Uh, anybody doing anything for uh, the MLK holiday? Uh, my son is in like a mentorship group, um, like a a mentor group for um, middle school and high school African-Americans in the area. And, um, so they have like a MLK parade. Well, there's an MLK parade that's going to be down here. And so they're going to be marching in the parade and doing a little routine and all of that stuff. So, um, we'll be down there at the parade. Nice. Watching my son and then, you know, being a part of that. So. So, so let's talk about you for a little bit, right? Um, I'm going to talk about race in the Navy, right? So, you know, you got race like EM. You know, so if the Navy had like, if the Navy was like a a record uh, label or something, right? EM, you know, <laughs> DC men, you know, they like greatest hits rates. Like, you know, we all know how great when you, when you, when you, you know, when you join in, like they open up the books, you see these rates, you kind of already know what they mean. Somebody you knew right. this rate. And then you got B-sides, right? You got B-side rates, like race that people don't really know too much about, you never really Mm -hmm. heard of. You might not even really have ever met somebody at this rate until you hit a certain rank. And me personally, you know what I'm saying? I would I would put LN somewhere on yeah. the B side. Like a Yeah, we're that. unicorn, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, all right. So like, you know, like you ain't disagree with me on that one, right? Um no, I've met the 
I work in DC. I meant the most mm-hmm. LNs that I know working in DC. I might have meant a LN when like I might have meant a LN back on a ship of mine or something, but I really don't remember. I'm on a destroyer. I don't I was on a destroyer. Oh, so cruiser. Not, I don't think we, yeah, I don't think we had oh. any LNs on, on, on destroyers or cruisers. So it's some sellers right now on destroyers, cruisers, uh, might have did shore duty. It's a, I'm sure it's a seller that's been in the Navy for like nine years and does not know at all what an mm-hmm. LN does. Or, or, right. or something like that. Um, and I'm assuming that LNs do different things depending on where you're stationed at, you know, whatever. Correct. Um, but based off of your work and your experience in the Navy, did you, uh, can you even be an LN as an E1? No, we don't actually bring people in as LNs. You have to convert over. At, at what mm-hmm. Take the cream of the crop. Um, at, e, at E3, eligible for E4. Then once you finish school, you automatically get advanced to E4. So the uh-huh. only, if you ever see a LNSN, it's because they went to mast. <laughs> yes, that's the only mm-hmm. way you're going to see a LNSN right out of school. Mm-hmm. At school, actually, okay. they get advanced to LN, LN3. Um, so yeah, we don't, we don't have Ellen E3 and below. You have to convert over and we're actually in a push right now to get more people. So for Um, all your listeners, if anyone is interested in being an Ellen, you know, holla at me. mm, That's all they got to do is holla at you. Get my, holla at me, train my relief and getting people in, uh, anyone in your AOR really, um, go to your, your local real. So DSO. We're in this huge mm-hmm. push. We're doing rec- recruiting ser- um, seminars and stuff like that. So um, definitely tap in like with your leadership, see if they can get you the, the right connections. Um, and I have people that reach out to me from all over and I'll send them to the person in that AOR. So that's why I say you can still, you can still reach out to me and I can get you to somebody that's in your area that can help you. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Right now I'm at surf pack. So, um, I'm at, uh, we have, was at a three-star command. So I process, um, legal packages like NJP adcepts, high level stuff though. Um, things that need the three-star attention. So mostly mm-hmm. like COs getting relieved or officers and, um, chiefs getting, um, detached for cause and stuff like that. So that's like the, the high level of stuff that we deal with, oh, shoot, my bad, <laughs> that we deal okay. with, um, court marshals. Um, and then like, we do a little bit of like, you know, like, the uh, notaries too, um, notaries, power of attorney, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Like depending on where you are, I could be at an office where I'm working on the trial side as a prosecution on the prosecution mm-hmm. side, my very next duty station, I could be working on the defense side and I just have to switch it up in my head. Um, and that's the same for the Jags, depending on where they go, you know, you, and you, you have VLCs now too, victim legal counsel. So you might mm-hmm. be on the side of the victim, protecting the victim's, um, rights and ensuring that, um, the court rules, um, are in their best favor and, and that their voice is heard during the court martial process. So that's part of why I love being an LN. You just never know what you're going to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's juicy. It's a juicy rate. <laughs> we yeah, know everybody yeah. business. 
Yeah. Um, now, now, how is that though? Like, so, like, you ever been like, like, with somebody, like a chief or senior chief, and you knew they was going through some shit. You know what I'm saying? And they like, it, it, they wasn't putting on, like, but they was putting on, like, maybe like they wasn't or something like that. And you like, yo, this is the same person that got all this going on or whatever. I'll tell you this: when I was a first class, and I have to sit in the DRBs. As a, at a as a first class, um, and I would be sitting there like some of those chiefs that were in there, like rah, 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 rah. and I used to be sitting there like this motherfucker over here. Your folder on my desk right now. <laughs> you know that, you know? like for real though. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and I, I have people who are going through the process, and they come to me like, hey. Help me out. What should I do? What should I do? I'll be like, or what's going on with my case? And I'm like, I can't even talk about it. I can't even yeah. talk about it. And it, and it is hard because you be like, I just want to be like, stop talking about motherfuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if something ever go down, don't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Word to yeah. everybody. Like, just don't talk. And so, yeah, people will come up to me all the time. Like, hey, I'm in this situation. Or they'll hit me up. Like, people I haven't talked to in years jump in my DMs like, hey, I got this situation going on. What should I do? <laughs> Like people I haven't talked to in years. Like, no kidding. Like, funny story. This guy hit me up one day. I was stationed with him in Japan. This was like years later, probably like four years later. He calls me out of nowhere on social media. And I'm like, why are he calling me from Facebook? And I answer, and he was like, hey, um, the police is at my door. They say they got a warrant. What should I do? And he's active, he's active duty. Active duty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, what should I do? And I'm like, bruh, for real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm hitting in on that bad boy. <laughs> so, so do you do you like closely follow like cases? Is like since you are Ellen, did you did it did it kind of transfer over to like just your interest? So like for instance, like Tory Lanes and Meg Thee Stallion case, were you like more into it than maybe like the regular person? Um, yes and no. Um, I was into it because it kept popping up in social media. Like you just couldn't really escape it. And I did listen to a lot of the um, like when the um like the bloggers or the newscasters or whatever, when they would come back mm-hmm. and they would talk about like what happened today. Um, it was interesting. Like I do find that stuff interesting. Um, and I can tend to weed through some of the, like Bullshit. some of the fluff and uh, yeah. And kind of understand why certain things are certain ways. And I think that's probably what I get the most out of it. Cause I like to read the comments too. And so yeah. um, I know how the process goes. And sometimes the process doesn't seem fair. And uh-huh. um, with that situation, it was, it was like, uh, it was almost like Meg was on trial. <laughs> Cause yeah. people was like, Oh, she lied about this and that. And, but that doesn't like her lying about a relationship has nothing to do with her getting shot in the foot other than like, okay, credibility, but like, and that's what they try to do. That's, they, that's, that's exactly what they try exactly. to do. Exactly. And so it was like, it was hard to watch it because it was too biased for me. 
And me having like the background, the law background, I want the facts. I don't want all of the, I I don't give a damn about no damn relationship and all of that stuff. I just want the facts. And so it was too much, too much of the other stuff that was kind of being put out. And so I was just like, I'll just sit back and I'll wait for like, I want to see the transcript. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what yeah, I want to see. Yeah. I want to see the transcript and the evidence. Um, it's just kind of hard for me to just do it based off bloggers to kind of get I, an interest in it. I almost I was, wanna, when it was going down, like like you were saying, all the stuff that was popping up. I was almost thinking like this is for us. You know what I mean? Like the fans, like, like, right. oh, she did this, uh, this relationship. And it's, I don't, like you said, why we care about, that wasn't the whole, what we doing here. Right. You know what I mean? We yeah. end up finding so much about all of them, you know, like that's not even what we doing. Right. Yeah. 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 They were talking about relationships awesome. and who was doing who and like that. Yeah. 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 I want to, I want to like, before we go too far, I want to correct what I'd said too. It was the Tory Lanez trial, you know, not Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion. I heard that so many times. It's not, Meg wasn't on trial. Tory was yeah. on trial. So it was the Tory Lanez trial. And also before we go too far, another shout out to Affiliated. I forgot to say that this uh, wristband is from Affiliated as well. It says <laughs> courage. Courage is resistance to fear. Mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Mark Twain. So Thank you, Ebony. We definitely appreciate you over here. All right. So back to Ellen. Back to Ellen. Mm-hmm. Is like, is it, is it, do y'all have rules? Like, it's th- things y'all can't, t- like, what do y'all have, like, privacy kind of rules and things that y'all not oh, supposed yeah. to be talking about? Okay. Right. Yeah. We can't, we can't um, talk about our cases. Um, we can give, like, scenarios, like, for this right here. Like, I can talk about cases in the past. Um, yeah. I can't give any names or anything like that. Or if somebody comes up to be like, Hey, what's going on with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We can't talk about that stuff. Um, so, so we what's, see the craziest, a lot. what's the craziest thing in your career that you saw that you've seen? Okay. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. And, and, and I can answer this quickly because it was crazy. So there was a senior enlisted member, um, who, see how do I preface this senior listed member who tried to um kill his wife by beating her with a baseball bat daughter Mm. comes in and and you know while everything is going on the daughter runs out to go get help the service member jumps on his motorcycle and speeds off base gets into a motorcycle accident and dies damn in the meantime, they're looking for the son because let him know, like, hey, bring him home so they can, you know, tell him about his dad and everything. They can't find him. They found him when they went NCIS, went to the room to go, like, try to figure out where he could be. They found him stuffed in a sea bag in his closet. The dad had already killed him. Mm. He was going to off his entire family and go to the Philippines with his mistress. He had already tried to kill his wife before and it didn't work. He hired a hitman or something, um, tried to kill her and she got away. Um, and so that was the craziest case that I've ever dealt with. Like when I read the case, cause I got it as like a case, it was a line of duty investigation. You know, whenever somebody dies, you have to determine if it was in the line of duty or not. 
So mm-hmm. for their death benefits. And yeah. so I read it for that purpose. Um, and when I got to the part about the son, like it hit me. So I had to get up and walk away and just like go for a walk. And I like call my mom and I was just talking to my mom, just unrelated stuff just to kind of clear my mind and then come back in. And like, I, I don't even think I even finished that case that day. I had to come back to it like the next day. Cause it, it was just, yeah, that's crazy. It was yeah. just deep, but it's, it's crazy. Like the people that we serve with every day and you never would think you never would think it. And, and the crazy thing about that case was that some people in the cheese mess knew about this mistress. Um, mm. they know he's mm. trying to kill his wife, but they knew about the mistress and nobody said anything. And so luckily, I mean, the wife and the daughter, you know, they were okay, but yeah, they lost a son and, and then, and then he, he died. Damn, so, that's crazy, man. Yeah. His son was in a, his son was in a service? No, no. His son okay. was a, like a, like a teenager. Oh shit. Yeah. But he had beat him with a baseball bat and stuffed him in his sea bag, stuffed them in two sea bags and put them in the in the closet. If I'm being too gruesome, because this stuff that we we see this stuff all the time. So if I'm being too gruesome, let me yeah. know. But yeah, stuff, put them in the sea bag. And they found them while they were trying to figure it out, figure out where he was, and then found them in the house. Yeah. So were you stationed in Cali really sad. at this time? Or? No, I was in Japan. Okay. So, cause I was going to yeah, ask you, um, any, is it any like geographical locations that you've been stationed at that like, as far as some of the stuff that came across your desk has been worse than others or Japan. whatever, if that makes any kind of, <laughs> okay, Japan. Almost, I would say almost Japan. Um, just because, and, and I've, I've tried to figure out myself actually before, I don't know if it's like the stress of Japan or the alcohol different, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it is it was just a lot of like crazy cases over there. So anywhere yeah. from like the how to catch a predator type cases, yeah. um the the attacks on like the civilians, you know, they were they didn't happen too often. But the, I think actually, you know what? Now that I think about the difference between Japan and anywhere else is that no matter where it happens in Japan, whether it's Sasebo, Yakuska, Okinawa, Masao, no matter where it is, the entire Japan region feels it because we all yeah, have to yeah. go on lockdown. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like if something happened in Cali and you kind of hear about, oh, that, that's crazy, but you everybody don't hear about it because everybody goes into lockdown, everybody hears about it. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's probably why it feels like it was crazier in Japan, I would say. Yeah. So what do you do to decompress? Like if you're working at this job and you're seeing all of this stuff come across your desk, mm-hmm. what do you do to decompress when you're not working? Um, it makes me hug my, my kids a little tighter. I can tell you that. Uh-huh. Um, and kind of like submerging myself into other things, whether it be my outside work that I do um, or just, you know, I, dinner. I'm a foodie. Don't let the weight fool you. <laughs> I, I can eat. So I'll like go, go out to eat, go get my favorite meal or something. Um, I probably should work out, but don't really do much of that. Um, 
Let me see what else. I try not to like drink when I'm in like one of those moods because I don't want it to like bring me down. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I try not to do that, but um, yeah, I don't and I don't even watch TV that often either. So I just kind of like yeah. come home and just be present with my kids, really, to kind of get me grounded. But we do see a lot of heavy cases, and so. Um, we, we, uh, get this training that's called, um, vicarious trauma, which Mm -hmm. is trauma that you get from like outside trauma, like witnessing another Mm -hmm. trauma. And so day in and day out, the VA is listening (laughs) day in and day out. Like we get exposed to this trauma, like reading these cases and stuff like that. One case will stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get exposed to this stuff very, very often. And so like, we have to be able to, to decompress. And so, um, it's a heavy job. It can, it can be really heavy. So not everything is just like the drug pops and, you know, like the easy ones like that. Some of them, are really are really heavy and depending on your background it can be triggering to you so we do get people who are not ellens that come to work into the legal office and that's one of the conversations that i have with them that depending on your background you read certain cases you may get triggered if so let me know we can shelter you from cases like that yeah now what what, like what type of rates like you talk about like yeoman or um, no, cause like, um, at like, for, for instance, at surf pack and at, um, the real, so we'll get like the sailors who are on their pregnancy tour um. or the limb do sailors. Um, so they'll come or someone who's interested in converting to LN. We always like for them to get some OJT so they can see what the rating is about. Um, and also yeah. so that we can see if they would be a good fit so they can see if they will be a good fit with us. Um, because I mean, it's a lot of work. We're going to work you. So you got to have, there has to be a a level of enjoyment that comes out of it. So we just prefer that they work in legal and see if they like it. And then we can kind of see how they are, um, before, you know, they go and make that commitment. And it's not too many jobs out there where you can like do that. So, yeah. so even though they have like the the what is it pack or something like that where they supposed yeah, to be doing it, but they don't be they don't be pack ain't it <laughs> like like nah they don't they don't, they don't be they they be working them like like DMs they don't get to get out and explore other ratings like it's they're yeah, supposed yo. to. <laughs> yo, Trying to trying to get a, a pack seller from from, from BMC mail that last shit, man. Like, <laughs> it ain't happening. BMC was like, it nah, like I need him. We like, man, I don't know coming. why though. He coming in like two months. I he, don't know he, why. You know, he gonna stay with me till they convert his yeah, ass. Yeah, last day, right. last day. Right. No, no OJT. Exactly. <laughs> and that's not even how jacket, it's supposed man. to be. Yeah, that ain't even how it's supposed to be though. My man, sad as hell, doing life jackets in the P way, man. Like, hey, nah, yeah. too much, too much. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying to get you, man. I'm trying to get you. That's all you can tell him every time. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that is crazy. But um, I had a damn. I, and I hope I didn't forget it because I had another um. Uh, so do you you work with NCIS, right? Uh, not really. They they pass their cases over to us, but uh-huh. uh, we don't really work 
directly with them per se. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember my question because most of a lot of what you were saying sounds rough as hell, right? So what's like some of the benefits of being an LN? Um, so one of the reasons why I converted over, um, I like this type of work anyway, but it uh-huh. also transfers over into the civilian sector as a paralegal. So mm, the experience okay. that I'm getting here, it's it directly transfer over. Um, and on top of that, as a LN, um, OJAG, um, pays for a associate's degree in paralegal studies at Roger Williams university. So that's not even TA OJAG pays for that. Uh And we Mm -hmm. all have to go through that program and they have professors that come on this, on the, um, at, um, Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island on the base. Mm -hmm. They have professors that come on the base and actually teach the LN certain courses. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we, yeah, like we, we are, we kind of a big deal. Okay. (laughs) And it's a close knit community, right? It seems like a pretty close Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. I always say we're a dysfunctional family. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like any time you're like too close and you're so small, it's like you do one thing wrong, everybody's mm-hmm. going to know about it, seems like. And so that can be like something that's hard for somebody to recover if they do make a mistake. Um, but we are very, very close, very tight. We have um, symposiums where all the LNs will get together and go through like a, a week of training. Um, whenever we see each other, it's hugs. You know, I just went to all hands yesterday. We had a, um, a admiral that came into town. And, um, so there was all hands for all of the Jags and the LNs and the AOR. And I went and it's like, everybody, you, you only see everybody hugging everybody, you know? So that's why mm-hmm. I say it's like a family like we are very tight knit. We get on each have, other's damn nerves, but we love each other to death though. <laughs> so it's funny, like, like listening to some of your story, cause most of the islands, I know they like really religious, like, like, like mostly all the islands, I know like, they go to church like every Sunday. <laughs> the job will stress you out. Okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> have you ever uh, made a mistake? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would like, I have made, so I haven't made like huge mistakes though, but I have made some mistakes. Now, now don't way. say, now, I, now don't say, I don't want you to say the mistake I made was lo- loving too hard or the mistake no, I made was caring too much. When I made, I, I think the biggest mistake that I've ever made, I made it as a leader. And it was that pressure of, you know, the sailors and family and, and work. And I was a new chief and I said something that I shouldn't have said. And yeah, it ruffled a whole bunch of feathers and I, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it, but I was, I was hot at the time. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people get your blood pressure going up and then you just say something and it's like you as a leader, you don't get no pass when you say something foul, you know, they'd be ready to file a grievance on your ass real quick. And so I said something out of anger. And so I had to go back and recover from it though. Um, so, but yeah, I, I have definitely made 
So, you know, I, I want to add my, I got a couple mistakes too. So she brings up mistakes, bro. <laughs> One I may have talked about before, but why we got an LN on here, I want to like, you know, bring it up. So back, First of all, back. You have a right to remain silent. Anything that you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's over with. Hey, this shit over with. This is it's over with. It's over with. Hey, this is over with. This happened 20 years ago, guys. 20 years ago. I made it sure. But, so I got in trouble before, so I tried to get in this spot before, and I had a fake ID, and I got, you know, they got me, right? So I went to the base, so I ain't gonna talk about all the stuff in between, but what I want to say is, how did this happen? So all this stuff happened with the fake ID, I end up coming, I went on leave, I come back off leave, and my chief had all the paperwork from, from the MAs and stuff about this, mm-hmm. about my case and stuff, right? And he like tore it up in front of me and say, "Hey, you know, it's done. How did that happen? Is, is it, what, what what happened in between all of that? He got how the hell do he get the paperwork and tear it up and be like, you owe me type shit? Oh. How did he get to that point? I'm talking about fake. I'm talking. I got caught dead right. I'm talking about I got handcuffed, brung to the command, mm-hmm. the whole nine. So it wasn't like it was hit. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't like none of that stuff. So how did that happen? So like when, when they do an investigation and they send it to the command, it's up to the command to take action. Okay. So it wasn't so, big enough to like, I'm thinking, man, I got a fake ID and I did it with my so, government ID. So it's government property type shit. So it was, yeah. <laughs> it was out there wilding. Yeah. Yes, I was young. I, mean, I was young. I was young. It, it, yeah. It's going to depend just on your, your CO. Um, and so that's why it pays to be a good sailor and they don't have some lenient, but if you've been a little asshole the whole time. Oh yeah. 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 I was, but believe it or not, you are correct though. I was a good sailor, but you know, it was, it was, it was this master chief used to always give me shit. He was the engineer and he had just made master chief to always give me shit all the time, you know, but everybody else loved me, but it was this master chief. And guess who had duty when they brought me back that night? The master chief was on board. Yeah, and he gave me that look like finally got your ass. Look. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me man, finally got your ass. Look. I got, uh, I was good to go. So you know what, you 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 brought up this mistake you made, man. I want to bring up one of these like as a leader mistake, right? So and I may have talked about this. I hope I didn't talk about this before, but um, I had this guy that was um uh he was over over. I was a I was CFL, and he was he was a um he was overweight before. Man, right, about this. but then I did. But the next year, right? Like the next, the, 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 the next year, yeah. That we when fun is clip, yeah. So, so, but she wasn't on here, so I got to, I got to break it up. <laughs> it was a real, man. It was a real touchy moment for me, man. Because yeah. I feel like I was spending fucks on my career, up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know how you have all these, all the BCA stuff and all that stuff, right? Right. But we did it different this year. We actually put it on the XL and sent to doing the XL. But these two people had the same last name. Mm. Right? So he put that information on his stuff and he's failed. Mm. Right? And then, <laughs> and then the only thing you got to do, you got to do the letter of correction, send it to, right. you know, whatever. They didn't believe me. Oh. You trying to you trying to take up for the sailor, blah, 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 all this. So the guy called me. We talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, we ended up getting it corrected. But man, I was like scared the whole time because the dude did not want to change it. Cause he thought wow. I was trying to, I had to get the CMC involved and all this stuff because they didn't want to change it. Wow. And I thought the whole time I said, man, because you know, you get to that point, you can't go back in and change no more. Right. So you have, they have to be people who change it. Mm-hmm. Man, I was scared for a minute. 
because I thought this dude was going to get kicked out the Navy at that time for that. Oh, yeah. Man, that was wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's fucked Just up. two things, though. Hey, real quick, <laughs> just to break up uh, a second, this whole corona thing, um, I'm not going to read the Navamic because I don't feel like reading that bullshit. Like, just mm-hmm. be straight yeah. up. Uh, yeah. But um, the Navamic came out, what, re- rescinding the mandate, right? Right. <laughs> All right, I'm a vent. I'm a vent for like two seconds. That's <laughs> go ahead. Like this is not not rescinding a mandate, but to do the mandate in the first place. This is just my opinion. We got a pre. We got a. We got. We we do a disclaimer in the beginning of the podcast. That's some bullshit. Like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put this shit in my body. You know what I'm saying? If I ain't want to go out on liberty, right? <laughs> like if, I, if I ain't want to go out on liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I I I didn't wait until the mandate when they said yo you can't go out you can't go out in town where we get to Japan I said right. yeah like let me I'm get, let me get to, I said, <laughs> I'm going out man I want to I want to go exactly. out I want to eat whatever they got over there I want some pho I want whatever they got over there I'm out you know yeah. what I'm saying and I mean unfortunately for me though Angeline had a miscarriage and I wasn't really able to enjoy that much liberty in Japan mm-hmm. anyway but. I want to shout out to some of the people that stuck to whatever their actual belief was and was like, I ain't fucking taking this shit or whatever. Um, uh, At the time that was disobeying the lawful order. We talked about that and what that means. Um, But uh, we just talked about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And they disobey lawful orders all the time when they Mm -hmm. were trying to implement um, change and things of that nature. Uh, We're going to talk about Vanessa Guillen a little bit as well and lawful orders and things of that nature. But of, as of right now, that was some bullshit. You know what I mean? In my opinion, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but that was some bullshit. Like, like I don't know what to do next or whatever, however, but take a moment. Like, like y'all making us shoot up some shit in our bodies right. that like just came out. <laughs> like, like, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> like take a moment, figure some shit out. Let's see if we could work some shit out without having to put new shit in our bodies. And just because we in the military, we got to abide by that shit. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. I'm really upset about it. I I, I can't, I don't know how hard I could go. I don't want to go too hard, but I totally, you know, disagreed with that whole shit from the beginning. I'm glad that we rescinded it. I I did read the message and I know at a moment's notice, these motherfuckers going to make it mandatory again and everything. I saw all that. I saw all that. I saw uh, some caping for people. I saw everything that I needed to see was in that nav admin that I do not want to read, but we got to stop doing that shit. Let's let, let's think longer. Let's mm-hmm. figure out more before we start making shit mandatory. That was the weirdest right. shit that I've seen in the last like three to five years in the military was that mandatory vaccine bullshit that I could finally say was bullshit. Cause they finally, they finally <laughs> rescinded it or whatever like that. Um, well, I have COVID a, I have a, as fuck. No. Hold, hold on, hold on, like, hold on. Go, 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 go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. They, they, you know, like people, you got your mask on when you in the line to the restaurant, but the moment you sit down at the restaurant, you got to take your mask take off to eat. It's dumb. It's bullshit. We didn't know nothing about it. We damn near still don't know shit about it. All we had to do was stay away from each other for a little bit. So the mm-hmm. shit don't spread. It's a damn virus. Leave me alone. That's it. All right. <laughs> This this is my this is my take on it, man. I I do agree that it was some bullshit. I agree with that. Uh, but at the same time, I think we moved too fast. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we yep. did stuff too fast. We didn't see the 
outcome and all this. But at the same time, I'm gonna tell you this. I might be saying this bullshit and all this stuff because I really didn't have a family member that was hit by it. Mm. Right? If somebody had a family member that got hit by it, they may have a whole different outlook on it and what happened or whatever. I didn't have nobody that was close to me that died from COVID. And we do all know people was dying. And this fact. You know what I mean? People was dying about it. But at the same time, I, I agree with you, man. I think we was moving too fast with that shit, though. I no, think, no, like... Don't make me the villain. Don't make me the I did. I did. I, did. Look hey, I had to debate no, it a little I bit. Know, yeah, I had to debate it. I'll be doing that to you. I'll be doing that to you. Don't make me the villain. Hey, prayers <laughs> to the families of everybody that lost somebody due to COVID. That is right. just right. Right. not okay. But that vaccine and the way we handled yeah. it. How did we handle it? Yeah, I agree. Is, we didn't know what we were doing. It was like we were, we were, the government was pushing like a, a light that they didn't even know was a real light. Like they just pushed some shit like, here, go take this and this going to this yeah. help you to not get COVID. And then people yeah. still getting COVID after. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't I did. want to take it. Yeah. I took did it, but I, didn't, I, yeah. I took it, but I didn't, I waited uh, as long as I could with the same as you. And when I found out Liberty was about to be <laughs> withheld <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was already happening on the ship. And cause like the other part of what we do in legal is some of the policies that are going to take place. We look at it and say, can you legally do that? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we were discussing like, it was my jag came to me and was like, yeah, they're looking at doing this. And we're looking at the legalities of can they restrict liberty if you don't get the vaccine? And mm-hmm. as soon as that answer was yes, I knew I was gonna have to take my ass over the vaccine. <laughs> so you know, yeah. you know, you know what, man, since all this stuff is kind of like old way now, I man. I, I think back at like we was doing inspections in Japan, man, and we had to go in a room. For 14 straight days, bro. Mm-hmm. People bringing us yeah. food, like three, you know, three three meals a day, man. Like we in a right. room, like, ain't that's crazy, bro. That's yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah. Four, like when you think about 14 it, though, days. 14 yeah. days, man. Yeah, right. Straight. I, yeah, I was in that. I was in that. That's and then it, it, then I had to sneak out to get the second vaccine shot. I'm, that was mm. another thing to me that was bullshit. Y'all got me quarantining, <laughs> but I'm able to go out to get the <laughs> second get vaccine the second. shot. Come on, that's bullshit. Right. Where yeah. Fauci at? Fauci over there in Bali with Russell Simmons. Dog. Yeah, man. Fauci is hey. gone. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. That's why like, disappeared. Like, I don't see him no more, man. Like, right. done. Got up out of there, man. Right. You know, I was like, we in trouble when he leaving. Yeah, that was like, our yeah. yeah. All right, now that you know, I kind of got that you know off my chest. Yeah. Um. Hope you feel better. Yeah, I I, I really do. Um. Thank. Uh, thanks. 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 Hey, teach back to you though. Um. Yeah. You. So the Navy. We talked about the Navy. We talked about Ellen. We talked about what you do there. Before we move forward, though, I got another. Is it any other standout cases though? Like that one case was so good. <laughs> like I want to hear another one, and I know I listen. I know they probably want to hear another one too. Um, let me see another standout case. Well, before um, you get into that, before you mm-hmm. get into that, it, you, you said you deal mostly with senior ranking, like enlisted and officers, right? Because I'm at a three star um, staff command, so most of the 
Um, like our big cases, like the, our high visibility cases, what we call it, or like the triad relief, um, mm. or like any officers and chiefs that have to get, um, DFC. We deal with those. We, we do deal with some other stuff with our direct report commands, but for the most part, like we have a strike group, we have Desrons that are between us and the ships. So they handle a bulk of it, but the stuff that gets to us is like the high visibility type stuff. Okay. Well, while you thinking of your other case, I, I want to mm-hmm. talk to the listeners real quick. Integrity check, integrity check, right? Uh, I ain't tell y'all my weight last episode. I forgot to tell y'all. If y'all remember, it was one, it was 242 the last time I checked. Um, it's 239.5 when I checked this morning. That was before I went to Krispy Kreme and got the sixth <laughs> uh, Biscoff special Donut. Shout out to the shout out to the brother Master Chief Alquin Parker. I saw it on his Facebook. He had got some of them Biscoff. Uh, mm. y- y'all know the Biscoff biscuits that they serve on a flight. They got the yes. Biscoff. They got the Krispy Kreme. Got the donut flavors. Three flavors. I had oh. to, you know. So I got six mm. before the wife, and I ate one. So the weight is it's probably up a pound or two. A little bit, maybe right. a little bit. <laughs> It was 239.5. I told y'all, keep me honest. If I don't say it on the pod, DM me, hit me up. Y'all supposed to be helping me. Y'all yeah. supposed to be helping me. So yeah. gonna, if, I, if I don't lose no weight, I'm going to blame y'all. Uh, <laughs> or whatever like that. All right, well, back to you, uh, Tish. Is, can you think of anything? You know, I can't really... Nothing like is really jumping out other than that one case. Um uh-huh. I always say like for the cases, it's like, um, same case, different face. Mm. We have a lot of the same type of offenses that happen. Oh, wait, there was this one. Um, this dude was like a straight up drug kingpin (laughs) act of duty, (laughs) Mm. like trafficking drugs, heavy. Where Mm. was I? I forget where I was. I don't remember if I was out here or Japan, but he was that dude. He was, <laughs> he was, he was that dude. And yeah, he went to a court martial, but I, cause you know, we typically get like the, you know, the small little, you know, drug cases, drug pops or whatever. They don't usually go to a court martial, but we get like the small little drug cases, but not this dude was the man. <laughs> yeah, he was the man. And then I think the other big one, which was like a big news worthy one was the, um, the Gallagher trial that we dealt with the Navy SEAL guy mm-hmm. who, um, the one who killed the, um, allegedly, well, he's allegedly killed the, um, the, um, Afghan prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was like, that was such a crazy case. It, it went on for forever and it had such a huge media, um, presence like it was news people all over the base all in the courtrooms trump was mm-hmm. tweeting about it um so it it was <laughs> it, it was crazy um and it was really like a sh- a shift in like how like the military justice system where we had never seen it happen like that where you got the president tweeting that he wants something to happen and then that thing you know it's happening like that was just so like what like really this how we yeah. do policies now is this is this how is this how we <laughs> is how we run this how we running but it was that whole administration there was just so much cr- 
you know, unorthodox things that was going on in the world. And it, it was just crazy that it was just happening, like right in front of our face with this trial. And I think his, uh, his defense attorney was one of Trump's attorneys. And so mm. he had Trump in his back pocket. It was information being leaked out to the media, death threats. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it mm. was he was crazy. acquitted, right? He was acquitted. Yes, right? he was. Yeah. He was acquitted. He probably somewhere with um, spon- getting sponsors and everything of everybody yeah. who was riding with him. So probably yeah, got a book book deal or right. something. Oh, yeah. I know he got a book deal. No if doubt. I did it, this how I would do it. <laughs> be like OJ. <laughs> be like OJ. If bro, I did. that's crazy. That's crazy right there, bro. I ain't about to bro. laugh too hard, man. You said he was a naked deal. I can't get it. I can't get it. You know. Did, did you okay. have any contact with the uh, the Barnholm Rashad uh, case at all? Did you, you know, were you anywhere? It was so that? high level that um, we didn't really deal with it in our office um, mm-hmm. per se. Like we were in the loop on what was going on, but we didn't convene the investigations. There was like a number of investigations that was going on with it. There was an NCIS side. There was a Navy side of it. Um, and so we, there was actually a team that was formulated for this particular, mm. um, for, for the fire. So, um, and they took people from different locations. I mean, they were taking people from the East coast. Like mm-hmm. they were just taking a lot of people to build this team. And we had some, um, some, I think we had one junior LN that went to go help with like, just like the, um, the paper part of it, just like, um, mm-hmm not really doing like any interviews or anything like that. I don't think, I think they were just kind of doing like more admin type stuff. Like once the case is ready, kind of building the paper version of this case. And it was huge. It was huge. And yeah. and that was just the Navy side of it. There was also the NCIS side. And I don't, I don't even see how big that case was like the, um, mm. the paper paper wise. I didn't even see how big it was, but yeah, it was, that was a rough time. That was a yeah. rough time. It was just a lot going on. Yeah. Hey, so real quick, I want to make sure we get this out there. Um, uh, teaching. So we, I know you do some things outside of the Navy and I like mm-hmm. to, for you to get that out and put, and put some out about that. Yeah. I'm a little hustler. We, oh, one thing, hold on. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, we've been talking about family. We've been talking about time and how we kind of split that up and all that stuff. I think is a good segue for you to get in there. Right. So um, I am a Airbnb co-host short-term rental is what it it really is but people you know know the term airbnb better but i have a few airbnbs out here um do real estate investing um i'm a toro host also um so that's like the cars what's what's up okay okay. yeah it's like the airbnb of cars where you own a car and then people rent the car your car rental agency essentially um but instead of how many cars you got uh that that's on Toro four, four and a half, I would say, because the car that I yeah, drive, I'll, I'll put that on there in a quick second too. <laughs> yeah, hey, right, like for the right <laughs> price. Listen, um, <laughs> but and, and yeah, I do all of this while I'm on active duty um, mm-hmm. because I have to have people that that do stuff for me. I like I I do some of the stuff like. When, when I leave here, I got to go clean my Airbnb. Um, I have a cleaner, 
but I also clean sometimes too, depending on what's going on. And I'm off today. So, um, I figured I could, I could go in and, and take care of that. But my Toro, I don't do anything with that. Like other than answer the phone, I have a person who yeah. talks to the guests. Um, he does the drop-offs and pickups. He gets the car washed. He does the maintenance for the car. And then I pay him a percentage. So, mm. so like, I, 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 we got to say this, you're a lady boss, right? Lady boss, right? That's a good, <laughs> good term for that. And it sounds like you got jobs or you got businesses that, like, you don't have to do that much work for. Like, right. Kind of work, and, you know? and, and I had yeah. to. So, I, I had to because the military is going to demand what they demand. And I sign a contract at the end of the day and I'm loyal to that contract. And so that means if I have to hire people and pay other people to do it because I can't, then that's just a decision that I had to, that I had to make. Um, I mean, mm. I'm definitely making more money paying somebody to do it than, than me yeah. doing. Then if I just decided, no, I'm not going to do it because I can't like, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm making some money now. <laughs> yeah. I was right. definitely going to talk about this offline. I can tell you that, man. I'm very interested. I'm very yeah, interested. Definitely. I'm, and I'm always yeah. willing to um, help other people. I did have like a course that I was doing, but that was that one thing that I added that was too much because it was mm-hmm. taken away from too much at home. Um, Cause I couldn't see clients at work. So I come home and then I kiss the kids. I come upstairs and I'm in Zoom meetings all evening. And so it just became to where I looked up and I was just like, dang, I'm not even like being a mom. Like I'm not even like attentive to my kids because I'm grinding so hard. And so that was the last thing that I added. That was the thing that was taken away from home the most. So I had to kind of step away from that. So I don't do like the organized courses, but anybody that calls me that wants to like, start doing Airbnb, they're interested in it, want to do Toro, I definitely put people on. Um I put mm-hmm. a, a Can couple I email people. you? Yeah. Yeah. Um my okay. email yeah you want me to get my email address out here? You can and then we'll drop it in the thing too. Okay, yeah. My email address is Artisha at the Um that's my my LLC. So you can hit me up there. So Okay. Um, I got you. I got you. I got you. Put everybody on. I got a theory theory about uh, conditioning, right? So, and it's bred from like my wife and her siblings, like their parents, they own property and they got, they own a restaurant and they, you know, so like the way my wife and her siblings outlook like on life, for Mm -hmm. instance, is like, is owning things. Like, like when they do things, they, they do things to own things and stuff like that. I got Mm -hmm. other friends who parents, you know, who never kind of grew up. And then even their grandparents are like that. But I got other friends who, who like never grew up at all with that as a ceiling. And you can see the difference. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, some people got to break general generational curses, but some people are like kind of instilled with this stuff. Like, right. Since like youth. So like my wife's brother, for instance, John, he owned a house, he bought his house. He probably was like, you know, young in age to me and the way my family was, is like he was like 24 years old when he got his, you know, his first house mm-hmm. or whatever like that. You know, some people went younger. So my question to you is, did some of this mentality come from like your parents at all? Were they, are they also business uh, owners? No. Or were you like breaking <laughs> generation? Okay. Yeah, no, my mom um, was like a factory type worker. 
um, uh-huh. all of her life. Um, we owned, um, she owned our home, the home that I grew up in and in the divorce, you know, didn't own anymore after that. Um, I have family, other family members who own the house to stay in, but no one really looked at owning a home as a business. Um, I would say that the, and that was the same with like, even my aunts, you know, my mom and all her siblings, but my generation and my family, there's a number of us who are getting more into the business aspect, actually not even like, and and it's funny because we're not even like, Hey, we got to do this. We got to do that. It's just naturally, I don't know if it's like the culture now and like how, you know, a lot of people are like starting their own business and stuff. And, um, but a lot of my generation in my family, a number of us are doing like business type type stuff. Some still, you know, have the nine to five, but they have their, they also have their business on the side too. So, so when did this start for you? It started for me two years ago, actually, because the Navy okay. was kind of all I've ever known. And mm. I started Airbnb on a whim. <laughs> uh, oh. I lived an hour and a half away. I lived in um, Marietta. I bought a condo up there. And that traffic, that commute back and forth was just getting really heavy on my kids. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to move back down to the San Diego area. And I needed to rent my house and I was going to do like the typical get a long-term tenant, but I was just going to be breaking even. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. nah, that's not really what I'm trying to do. And somebody was like, why don't you do Airbnb? I didn't even know what it was, honestly. So I had to yeah. look it up and figure it all out. And through trial and error, I just kind of was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I was like, if I, if I don't make it, we're going to be homeless. <laughs> Yeah, bet on yourself. Right, right. And I was like, well, that just means I don't have a choice but to succeed. And so I was definitely scared going in. Um, There was definitely a fear because it wouldn't just affect me, it would affect my kids. But um, luckily, I had people around me that supported me and, you know, everything like that. So I jumped out there, I did it, and it has been, it has been great. I made more my first year um, in the Navy or, I made more my first year on Airbnb than my, than I do in the Navy. Um, mm-hmm. when I, when I did my first tax return and I was like, what you mean to tell me? <laughs> Very yeah, first, pay something money. And that's cause you know, on our, on our W2s, they don't include BAH. Even if you add BAH in there, it was still over that amount just by doing the Airbnb car rental. Um, and then the course that I had for a short period of time, I'm going to, I'm going to start it back up, but I'm going to wait until I'm out of the Navy before I start it back up so that I can actually like dedicate more time to it. Did you start, you started the car rental after you started the Airbnb thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, cause how, it, how? It, it was probably about a year later. Cause I wanted a Tesla. But I didn't want to pay mm-hmm. for a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I bought, I bought the, te- I already had a Jeep. I bought a Tesla and then I put both of them on Turo. And what I would do when I drive, when I would, when one would get booked, I would block the other. 
And so I just kept mm-hmm. it. And this was when I was doing Toro myself. So I would have to do the airport drop off. And I was having to do this stuff before work. So yeah. I would go early in the morning, drop it off at the airport, come back, take an Uber back home and then go to work. Cause I didn't want it to disturb work at all. Very adamant yeah. about that. Um, yeah. That means I had to pay more because airport parking is no joke. It's thirty two dollars a day, and yeah. that thirty two dollars hit like after like hour seven or something like that. So I would park it in the morning for an afternoon pickup. And so yeah, so you you crawl before you walk. Right, right. And so then I bought. Um, so I had the Jeep. I bought the Tesla, and then I bought a. BMW. Um, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I put the the Tesla was out all the time. And I already had a guy that out that was gonna be working my cars and everything. And I wanted to drive my Tesla. Like I loved that car. So I went and bought another one. But <laughs> Yeah. The guy at the dealership was like, um, you can buy two cars at once. Mm-hmm. He didn't see the Jeep. Um, he didn't see the BMW because it hadn't hit my credit report yet. And he was like, yeah. you can buy two cars pretty much by doing the same thing. He would send it out to two different um banks, get the approval to two different banks, but they they don't see that I have you know, this other car. So by the time I, I left, it, I had to call somebody to come up, left the dealership with two cars, a Porsche and a Tesla. So that gave me five Damn. total cars. And then I could have, <laughs> I could have went and bought another one. Like I knew the game. I was scared of the game. I knew the game though, because when I started doing the research on Turo, there was this guy that's based out of Atlanta, I think. He went and bought like 15 cars in a two week time period because he was just buying cars because they hadn't hit his credit report yet. Yeah. Mm. So, all right. So look, so I hate to ask this question and we never kind of go this route, but it just seemed like natural order right now. Mm-hmm. Is dating hard? Like would you getting all this money? <laughs> like, it's a struggle. And it, it is a struggle, but if, if you, cause like now it's like, well, you can't just date anybody, you know, they have to be on their shit too, because otherwise it's, it's kind of like a different dynamic. Cause I don't want to be the man in, in the household. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be the man. Yeah. Um, okay. and so, and I don't, I don't like feeling like, you know, money's just going to make you feel like you got power anyway. You know, mm-hmm. and I could like, I think there was recently Gabrielle Union was saying like, she felt like she could cheat because, but it's like, what'd she say? What'd she, say? <laughs> she said she felt like she could cheat because she was a breadwinner and like, yeah. I can, I get it. Like, I don't necessarily agree, but I get it because <laughs> not with the cheating part, but like you, when I'm like feeling like a male role. I consider it a male role. I don't care. Like I don't care about equal opportunity. I want to be a girl, (laughs) but when, but when, but when you're in that role though, um, you tend to like be more masculine just by nature. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be soft. Um, and so I want someone who's also doing their thing 
we can put our pots together. And then it's not even like I want somebody to like take care of me or I want, you know, somebody to like give me money. Like I don't really need it because I got my own. Like let's put our money together and let's do some things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for the, for the, for the, you know, the generational wealth of it. And I don't see why one person should be the one like, you know, paying all the bills and all my money is like just tucked away in my pocket, you know? Yeah. 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 I look at it. Like, I think the way I look at it is I feel assured if I know that the person that I'm, uh, that I'm with could take care of themselves. Right. Like, like you could take, you know, man, it's a lot of relationship stuff going on with the internet right now and the whole, what you bring to the table and all those conversations. We won't get into that too much, but it's like, if you, if I, I'm confident that, you could take care of yourself. And I'm, and if I'm confident that if, you know, shit fell through for me or shit hit the fan for me for that little bit of period of time where I'm trying to figure it out, you know, you got my back, you know, exactly. and it's the same thing, you know, for you. And I think right. listening to you talk, it sound like, it sound like that it ain't that you want somebody to take care of you, but you want somebody that's able to take care of themselves. Right. Like, straight up. Right. That's, that's it. That's it. You just yeah. gotta take care of yourself and um, be able to contribute something. Because I mean, I do have a goal in life, and I do have um, like, and it's not like, oh, I want to live in the biggest house and and all that stuff. It, it's you know, a generational thing is is my goal. So I need someone who's gonna be able to match that goal, and not someone who's okay with settling with like mediocrity. Yeah. Damn, so you probably making damn near as much or more money than your commanding officer. I mean, I don't know. You might work for an admiral. I'm admiral. They, the Restart. Be bringing it Restart. In. They be bringing it in. But I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I got to do my taxes now. But, but, but yeah, I mean, it. you can make a lot. I think I made yeah. Airbnb alone last year. I made 120. Mm, yeah. And that and was, then you still got, and the, then I still had the Navy, still money. had the Toro. Yeah, um, yeah, so it, yeah. it can, it can bring in some, now this year though, this year ain't at 120. This year we yeah. got hit hard. We got hit mm-hmm. hard this year, but, um, still, I mean, it was still, it wasn't bad, you know, but, mm-hmm. yeah. but it, it definitely wasn't last year's numbers, but. Yeah. And, yeah. and you did all this, you did all this on your own accord pretty much. Right. Like, right. You know, I mean, maybe what some YouTube university here and there. Right. Um, I watched some, I started off watching YouTube videos and then, um, I actually invested into an Airbnb coach. Um, and so that was, I was, cause I was serious about it. Like it was like, this is something I want to like do for real, for real. Um, and so I invested into a coach where I could like, you know, get like some for real, for real, like good night. Yes. And I invested in a business coach too. Um, and I mean, I, I spent some money. (laughs) I spent some guapage on, you know, just perfecting the craft and like always being able to like one for accountability, have somebody that's going to be like, have you done this? Cause with everything going on, it'll be easy to just push that off to the side and be like, Oh, I, I didn't get to it today. Um, but to have that accountability, somebody that I have to like answer to, um, and then somebody who's done it before. Um, and then like, it was like group sessions too. And so it was like listening to other people's 
um, experiences, I may not have experienced it yet, but when I do experience, there were some things that I did experience later and I already had to answer or I implemented things Mm -hmm. to make sure that that didn't happen. Like the whole parties and all of that stuff. Like I don't really have issues like that. I don't play that. Ain't nobody going to tear up my shit. (laughs) So can you shortlist? So I got a question. Can you shortlist, uh, like the Airbnb? So the reason why I'm asking this is this, I plan on coming to California. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, also like just oddly, I don't want to go nowhere with this Damon, but the detailer offered like me to go back to see like early. Right. And if I did do that, I would kind of think about going to San Diego or whatever, but all right, off of that though, I plan on visiting California and Mm -hmm. most likely when I do, I want to shoot some podcasts or stuff like that. And I need like a nice, decent, you know, place to do that. Mm -hmm. If I was trying to come to Cali to visit, right? My wife don't really trust Airbnbs that much. And mm-hmm. uh, and probably because she don't know, you know, the owners. But would it be a way, like, if I was hitting you up, like, hey, Tisha, like, I'm coming to uh, Cali. Um, can I get one of your uh, Airbnb spots? Do Is it like you could just be like, yeah, go here, find this, look this up? To, or to, like, do shoot, I have to go through? To, like, shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you just want to, like, stay in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can go, you can come directly to me. Um, I actually just started taking direct bookings. I built a website and so now I have a website and where people can book directly, um, without having to go through the whole Airbnb because, you know, Airbnb is going to take a cut from both the host and, um, they take a cut from the the guests, the traveler. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of cut out the middleman and book with me directly. So, oh, so then, you about to cut out, you about to cut Airbnb out. Yeah, soon. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying Woo! to cut out soon. <laughs> oh, man, let's get it. Like, it's like, it's, there's, the reason why I love this so much is because you can do so much with it. I've even had people, like you were talking, I thought you were saying, like, if you wanted to co-shoot a podcast at Airbnb, I've had people to come to my Airbnb to shoot commercials um, you can uh-huh. shoot, uh, rent it out to shoot music videos. Um, I'm actually looking at either out here, probably not out here because I'm going to leave after I retire, but getting a, um, uh, um, the name of it just, just lost me. Uh, um, not an event space, but like, a. Uh, I just lost the name. Oh, you heard like, a peer space? Like, Yeah. Yeah, well, you can like go, you can have the studios, you can do the photography, photography. And yeah. right? So I want to do something like that, where I have a, a commercial building with different rooms and each room is set up for those different things. And so people can rent it for however many hours, um, just to use that location. Damn, yo. That's dope, man. So, you got a whole lot going on. Yeah, that's why. I, uh, that's why I gotta go. That's why I gotta. I gotta go. Yeah, Uh-oh. maybe. Yeah, I don't right. think pay you to pay Right. Time. It's just a lot more that now that I'm into this world and I see things a whole lot differently. Now it's just like, dang, like money is that easy to make? Yeah. But and I don't have right. to like sit somewhere yeah. and do it. Like the passive income is mine. Yeah. Dang. Is <laughs> like. It, is it, is it, yeah, I look at it like like the pool not that cold after you put your body in, right? Right, like, it's like, exactly. Yeah, it seems like, scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, cold. It seems <laughs> scary at first, but it's really like it's once you jump into it, it's it's not. And it 
if you have the mentality of by any means necessary, I'm, I'm gonna get this done. I'm, I'm willing to put in the work for you. Nine times out of 10, you won't fail, you know, um, mm-hmm. unless it's like, you know, something happened with the economy or whatever, but I started mine in COVID during mm-hmm. COVID. I started it and mm-hmm. did very well, even with, even with things being down, like did very well with it. So I, I say jump out and do, just do it. Damn, do man. it, just do it. My um, you got any more questions about that? Then? My well, oh, nah, man. Why would you get? Hold on one oh, second. My um, I don't think my. Oh, it's not. I need to plug up my laptop real quick. Mm-hmm. I didn't. We're just gonna keep this thing rolling. We're just gonna keep rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. Keep it rolling, man. Listen, let's hear that, man. Yeah. Oh, wait. Real life, the light real time. Go oh, here we go. Hold on. I'm like, I thought I had it. Oh, yeah. Up. It's going to be a good little skit yeah. right here. You know yeah. what? <laughs> Apparently, she got a bunch of Legos or something stacked up in the background. When she grabbed her, her laptop, oh, they all fall. <laughs> yeah, they were in the detailer said back out to sea, man. Like, he offered it, but I'm, I'm talking to a couple of mentors and seeing what they think about it before I, uh, you okay. know. Where, where? Oh, okay, I got you. I like that, bro. Did you want to? You wanted to ask most embarrassing moment, Damon. That's nah, funny. nah, that was nah. Oh, that's done. That's done. That's done. Don't worry. <laughs> so we can talk about uh, Vanessa. This yeah, Vanessa again. Well, first of all, did you watch that documentary, uh, Tisha? I did I not. No, I didn't watch okay. it. I didn't watch. But you familiar? It. I'm familiar with the with the case and all and all of that stuff for the most part. I'm familiar with it, but yeah, it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like. As a LN, like I see so much of stuff like yeah. that, I don't really dig into it too often, unless it's something that like is personal to me. But yeah, so we watched it, right? We wa- we watched it. Uh, you watched it last night, Damon? Yeah, I watched it last night. Yeah. All right. So I, I watched it as well, but I watched it along with the sixty minutes. Uh, I watched the sixty minutes documentary a while ago, right? Mm. So this one kind of the sixty minutes documentary was more about the crime, right? Um, how the family handled the crime. This Netflix documentary went into the crime a little bit, talked a lot about, you know, the family and then even more about how the family handled uh, the legislation and like yeah. getting this thing uh, passed into law. And um, what's your, what, what was your, well, before we even get into our thoughts, um, Tisha, what's your thoughts on just that whole period of time when we found out about her mm-hmm. and that, all of that? Like, what's your thoughts on that? It was, it was, it was kind of shocking to me. Um, I, it made me grateful to be in like the, the Navy culture because you don't really see uh-huh. stuff like that per se. Um, not at that, like, with like the command cover-ups and all of that stuff, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> so allegedly right. in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you don't really see a lot of that, you know, in the Navy. So it, it really did make me grateful for the culture of the Navy and, and how we like really do take stuff like this seriously. Um, but yeah, that, that was my initial take on it. And then yeah. um, outside of that, like, I, I just thought it was like, just like real, it was just very sad, you know? And a lot of times there are victims that, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, this is what's happening. And then people don't believe them, you know? 
Um, so it's a very real thing. And although like it, I think the army had kind of started like all the branches of service really at the same time started taking sexual assault more serious, but I don't know. It seemed like the army didn't really jump on board with that. <laughs> have you have you ever like been in one of those uncomfortable? Cause she, so they were saying like her leaders like put her in a few uncomfortable situations before um, that some of them were sexual harassment, like straight up. But um, then some, have you ever been in one of those like uncomfortable situations? Yeah. You know, the Navy has its creeps, you know, <laughs> that's what I call yeah. them. The right. creepy people. Um, where it's just like, mm, or, you know, so yeah, I have, I, I have been in those situations before, but luckily nothing that was like that big. Um, I've mm-hmm. never, I've never been like assaulted or anything like that, but I know somebody who's, who told me that, um, a guy at their command just walked up to like, just kissed them. Like they they hadn't even like talked like that before, you know? Yeah. And he just like, you know, said he needed to talk to her and then he kissed her and she's like, what are you doing? Like what chemistry are you thinking that is there? That's not there. Right. And, um, and she even asked like, what did I do to make you think that that would be okay? And sometimes it's that person just, it's like the, Oh, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to try it and see what happens, but it's like, yeah, that's not cool. Like, nah, don't just go for it. Um, and I feel yeah. like I actually have had somebody to try and then I kind of like, you know, die was like, what? <laughs> But people be thinking they in the movies, like it's like a movie moment. (laughs) Some people will just try to create a mood that ain't there. It is like, bruh, nah, this ain't it. Like you will get touched (laughs) if you come at me wrong. You can definitely get touched, but some people aren't like really comfortable with that. And some people aren't really comfortable with like the confrontation of having to be like, no, you know? Mm, Yeah. Um, Mm. And so it's like, I know, I know the guy will take the, yeah. them not saying no as consent. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, and I asked it like that because of some people like, you know, they try to throw little hints out there. Right. Like throw little shit out there to see how you respond to the little hip. You're right. Somebody can come straight up and try to kiss you all of a sudden. Right. They'll fuck. Right. But yeah, you're right. I got you. Right. Yeah. But I, I do try to, cause like, I'm very sensitive to like males and like males, like approaching women because I I'm just glad I'm a woman. Cause for God, it's hard out there for y'all. Y'all are expected yeah. to, yeah. to make the first move and you know, you might get be boxed. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what, what yeah, yeah. get embarrassed. And like, y'all go through that at a very early age. Yeah. And when phone- you- when phones started popping, when them right. cell phones started popping, right. y'all was all on the phone. All y'all be on the phone. Exactly. Like, and like the way that we women sometimes will give our no thank you is like very harsh sometimes. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah. men will be like, well, dang, like I don't even want to approach nobody now. Um, but it, some of them, they just don't know what to do. And they be like, I'm just going to go for it. Or, you know, they'll say like little things out the way or they don't really catch on to the hint. Um, Cause I've, I've had situations where, you know, somebody has like 
kind of like persistently, almost like harassment. Like might as well say it is harassment where it's like, I don't told you no one time. No, I'm in my fucking DMs no more. (laughs) (laughs) And they just like, keep on going. It's like, and that's what, those are the ones that I call like the creepers. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, but then, but you also have this aspect of like the guys who have the swag, who women like, I would have to say, and this might not be popular, that if a girl likes a guy, if she's if she's attracted to him and he did the same thing, would that be the same response? Mm. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna be quiet on that. <laughs> but not in Vanessa's case, but like in general. But yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. would it be would you call it yeah, would you call it harassment or double standard? It's definitely right. double standard when it comes to Things like that. It's definitely right. like Michael B. Jordan. Like Michael B. Jordan could go out and probably do the same thing as Alma Fudd, and it's going to look. Gonna come you know, it's gonna look, it ain't going to yeah, come out the same. Totally yeah, <laughs> call me Michael. Totally call me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, um, all right. So let's let's get back to this uh, Vanessa Gian doc that's on Netflix. It's called Hashtag I Am Vanessa Gian, and like we said, it's about. The, the law that was passed and a few other things. I'm glad they didn't harp too much on the crime and uh, that violent act because 60 Minutes did a great job at um, telling that uh, part of the story, which is still a tragic story. Mm-hmm. But um, the first thing that stuck out to me was the things that were happening in uh, Fort Hood, right? So they talking about uh, smuggling people across the border. These are all service members doing all of these things. Out in crimes um, is crazy. Sexual assault advocate that was actually a pimp. Um, and these, and these things are like standing out to these people, but like we, you know, in the military, these shits happen on small ships, big ships. So we see it too in our, in our career, it was a prostitution ring. And then uh, as you know, multiple, uh, missing persons, um, on that base, Mm -hmm. um, did, did any of those, did, did any of that stuff, uh, stick out to you, Damon? Yeah, that stuff stuck out, man. But I'm going to tell you what stuck out me the most, man, was a family, man. Like you talking about going up against the military, man. You talking about standing outside of the of the of the base out there. So that stood out to me. And I'm gonna tell you, man, the mom, mom couldn't even speak English, man. But when they was when they were interpreting what she was saying, man, she was like, I will shut this base down. Mm. That's powerful, man. Like the stuff that that the, the daughters and and her went through, man, and and was I'm talking about like it was full speed ahead. It didn't matter. They was getting answers. Right. You mean they was getting answers, being persistent. And I can see some people be like, Yeah, this is my kid. I'm trying to find out. You know what I mean? What's going on? But man, it's the military, it's the government. I'm kind of like, I'm gonna be kind of cautious on how I'm saying this and how I'm saying that. Not with this family, man. So I'm telling you, man, I got so much respect, you know, for the family and how they came down and how they handled. Mm-hmm. Handle it because they knew it, man. Being a family member, being I got brothers, I got a sister, man. I, you feel stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can feel when you hear a conversation or whatever. You know something ain't quite right. Right. You know, like if my brother, if I hit my brother up, I know this dude answered the phone. God, I know what type of work he do. I know a job he do. He got no reason not to text me back or answer me, right? But if yeah. I hit him up and he don't within an, in an hour or two, I'm like, let me hit this dude back up. Right. Some ain't right. Some ain't feeling like, you know, right. And I, and they felt that. You can see all that stuff that's happening. Um, and then they, and then it was religious too. So, you know, it was like all working, you know, all working together, man. And I respect them a lot on what happened. 
all the stuff that you talked about, Dumbo, was like mind bottling, though, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the cover ups was mind bottling. Um, to and then somebody said somebody like everybody, the other guy that was talking and saying everybody should be like fired. Why they was not? Like why? <laughs> it's like it should have been chain of commands all oh, the time up in, on right. that base, man. Like what right. the hell is going on? Right. Well, it's crazy. The, the dude compared it to Walmart. Right. He can he he made an analogy to Walmart. And this might be interesting to you, uh, Tisha, but the dude, he made an analogy to Walmart. He's like, it's like if somebody on the floor say that they were sexually harassed. They said they were saying like the military chain of command and the way we handle. Um, they talked about the Privacy Act, which I found was very interesting. Mm. But they also talked about the way we handle like these legal cases, harassments and assaults. And they were saying like everything was on the kind of responsibility of the commanding officer. Right. And how commanding officers got so much power. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, like, it was it as if in Walmart, this person on the floor said that this other person on the floor harassed him. And then they took it up to the uh, the, the manager of uh, the Walmart that they worked at. And the manager of the Walmart had the pretty much jurisdiction or the uh, credentials to say, nah, like it wasn't harassment. Right. And then that was over. He was like, he was like, we could even go higher. They took it to the district manager. He was like, or we could go higher. They take it to the regional manager. Or we could go all the way up to they taking it to like the CEO or the general operator of like Walmart. And mm-hmm. that person from Walmart is astute enough and uh, knowledgeable enough in the legal systems that they could deem like, cause anywhere outside of the military, it's actual like lawyers and a whole bunch of people that could like make this determination. They were saying, this is how much power we give to commanding officers and military chain of command. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found that to be interesting. And I, I'm sure that's probably interesting too, because you work on the other side of that, where there are people that's, that have the legal credentials to like, and outside of what we talk about with Vanessa again, but you work on a side where there are people that have credentials to make some of these kinds of, you know, decisions mm-hmm. outside of the commanding officer. Right. But I guess, well, it's not really I a decision. What, it's more so like recommendations when it's like, and that's the thing when it's mm. in, if something was to happen like that at our command, our JAG would make a recommendation to the Admiral on how he should yeah. act. What the Admiral do <laughs> with that information is on him. Um, mm. So it's still, they still have the power, you know, Damn. they still have that power. And they, and they say they fought for this act. I wrote a whole lot of notes, but I don't know if I'm going to go through them all. But in fighting for this shit, they say like the only real thing that changed was like, so it says the commander still has the control, but the decision of whether or not to prosecute is what changed with this new I am Vanessa Gian, um bill that got signed. It's mm-hmm. now that the commander can make a decision whether or not to take it outside of, I guess, the chain of command, if I understand that. Yeah. Right. But that documentary was interesting. That doctor, yeah. that documentary was interesting from like, like you mentioned earlier, Tisha, about like she made several complaints about harassment mm-hmm. and they literally like while she was missing, they literally went to some press conference in some room and said that those complaints were unfounded. And they, you know, then they, her sister was like, they pretty much call my sister a liar. Right. You know, and then like later on, it comes back that those complaints weren't unfounded. Like they were like legitimate complaints. That shit was crazy. Hey man, wasn't that so powerful? That part of the show was so powerful because um, literally this girl is missing. 
and yeah. you come on national TV and say she wasn't harassed. Yeah. Like that was crazy to me too. Like literally this dude standing up here with a straight face and we looked at all this stuff and it was founded that it wasn't harassment while yeah. she's missing. Right. So, so her sister, <laughs> I got another, I got a question, right. For both of y'all. So while I'm watching a doc, her sister said that one of the people that harassed her is still, still has a career. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I thought about it. You know, and I'm like, well, yeah, in some cases, somebody would still have a career. I don't think that we've like become, you know, a force where we get rid of everybody that like does something wrong or gets in trouble, harassment or whatever. But specifically for sexual harassment. Right. It is a heavy question. Y'all mm-hmm. can fucking say y'all not going to answer it. <laughs> but um, what do y'all think should happen to harassment offenders? Should every harassment offender be. um like separated. That's a I go first. I say I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say no. Um, and, and it all depends on the sailor and all that stuff, and depending on if they did it multiple times and all that stuff. And now we, if you if you said something like assault or something, it could be different. But we talking about harassment, right? So harassment, man. Like now, I'm gonna tell you this. I do think whoever harassed one of them has to go too, though. Right, because it's because you have affected. You got a toxic environment now. So when I say gotta go, meaning another command somewhere no, 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 else. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we ain't even talk about that at all. We okay, ain't okay, talk okay, about okay. that at all. We talk about what should happen yeah. to the person that commits the act of harassment. I mean, most definitely you gonna go to captain mass or mass or and all that type of stuff. But I don't think they should be kicked out for harassment. Do we have proper counseling for offenders? No, yeah, we don't. We <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Actually, um, that's yeah. I can't think of anything that we have for like offender type. All counselings are that we have in place are, for the most part, just for the victims, the offenders. If they like, if this is something that like they have a problem with, um, I don't think that there's any counseling. If there's someone who has like a genuine problem, then maybe they need to go. <laughs> um, if they, yeah, if yeah. it's like multiple times, yeah. yeah, multiple times, uncontrollable yeah. urge, um, then yeah, maybe they do need to go. I mean, and maybe there's a part of mental health, like the mental health um, program. Maybe there is something that's in there where they can get through counseling. They can kind of target that. But there's nothing particularly yeah. for it. Um, now, but yeah. for all harassment, because some harassment cases aren't like the egregious harassment. Um, uh-huh. Some of it is just like, okay, he he's just a little creepy, um, or he made a comment that was out the way that was probably against Navy policy or something like that. And you can like you can fix that, but the ones that are just like predatory yeah they need uh-huh. to go they, they probably need to go and yeah. a lot of times it's senior people mm, yeah. with yeah. with the predatory because it's like mm. they can affect your career yeah. and like and then just you know just them anchors just look a little different you know you put on them khakis yeah you know yeah <laughs> now now when i say when i say they, they should i want to add this too man when i say they shouldn't be like kicked out or whatever and, and everything t 
teacher said was was correct. But also, you may they may get reported just one time, right? Yeah. Now, if you got if you got multiple people start coming up and saying he he or she doing this, mm-hmm. I think that could be taken in consideration too. Then, right? You know, like because now they doing this to multiple people. We just don't know but one count, right? right? But I think all that should be taken into accountability. Right. They actually just created a program through NCIS that actually tracks those little, um, those little cases like that when someone, um, reports something, but it doesn't actually go through, um, any type of legal case to where they would pop up in a system. They actually report like NCIS has a database that they keep those people's names in there. And that way, if they start to see a trend, now they can be like, wait a minute, let's look a little bit deeper into this person. So that, that, that's recent yeah. too. I think that's like something that's just started over the past like year or two, maybe. I, I mean, I just heard about mm-hmm. it just this past year. So yeah, yeah as, as, as cases like this happens, like there are things that get put into place to try to target like those problems that we have. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get an SME on um, at some point so we could talk to them about what do we offer for like counseling and rehab for offenders? Because my my opinion on this would be contingent on what we have in place for offenders. If it ain't shit in place for you, then, yo, you probably got to go, you know, but if we could rehab you or like make you better, of course, depending on um, the offense. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it might, you know, I always believe in like, if we could help, you know, somebody and make them better, you know, right. let's help them make them better, rehab them. Like we didn't just mm-hmm. lose, you know, a person. So, right. you know, let's, let, let's figure that part out. And then, um, so I think we might need an expert in my opinion. I, I think we need an expert. Yeah. Damon, so you saying, so I want to make sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Damon. So for FAP, I know they have like for the DV, they have those courses um, that the offenders can take, but that's really it. Right. It's just for, is, yeah. it, is it DV right. focused? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not, nothing to do with the fat side of it. Yeah. Tell her you don't know yet. Well, tell her, tell her you ain't learned that. You're telling you ain't learned to come no. out. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, for, for domestic violence. So for, I don't, yeah, yeah, you're right. She, yeah. They got treatment for both. For, yeah. You do got treatment for both. On the domestic that's, violence. But side. that's yeah. just, that's just DV though. If you're like yeah. a harassment, yeah. then it won't really help yeah. that person. Okay. Yeah, which don't fall in the fap at all. Right. Right. <laughs> Tell the truth, man. Uh, <laughs> I ain't get that deep of my studies yet, man. I don't know, man. I, I look at the I look at the PowerPoint. Hey, I had to think, you know, you know, you're trying to throw it off so you can think a little bit. I was trying to throw it off so I can think a little bit. I hope that I looked at the talking about fap now. I gotta I gotta I gotta I looked at that CBT, bro, and they like, you know, they quiz you on some shit. Like, is this a CMC's role in the fat case? Is this a such and such role? I was, I was getting them shits, bro. I was like, oh, shall let me go back. I really got to concentrate on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's the CMC, do that. Like, <laughs> hey, CMC got a lot to do with that shit, boy. Oh, man. Hey, like, so what, what did we miss? Is there anything you want to say that you haven't said anything we want to get to that we haven't got to? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, you want to repeat where people can find you? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you can find me. You can email me at artisha a r t i s h a at the jclegacy.com. Um, mm-hmm. you can hit me up there, and I got you. Toro, Airbnb, want to be an LN? You can hit me up there too, and I'll get you in the right spot. I'm pushing this LN yeah, thing because we hurting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we hurting. This was fun, yo. This was dope. Like you, good job. Out of great job. Out of all of our guests, I'll say that you are the first of our guests that I have not met before the podcast, like in any capacity mm. at all. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't even like, um, I wasn't even like familiar with, for instance, like, like right. we had a, like probably outside of that, we had an author, we had like a, a, somebody who wrote a book, she's a doctor and everything like that. Um, but I read her book, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I had some information, right. some background. Um, yeah. So I just want to give myself props for how well I handled myself you um, did. on this episode. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> Dumbo. Good job, Dumbo. No, I'm just joking, but this, this definitely was a a really good conversation. Um, you have a whole lot going on and I hope that you, you do pass, you know, that information off. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, we are like still sharp and still and all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but man, there's, like I said, lady boss, you're doing your thing. And it's crazy that like, the more we talked, we kind of opened up into that conversation, which is super interesting. The Navy cannot pay you to keep you, you getting up out of here, going somewhere else and getting your money. Gotta get this shit. But I love it though. I love and and I wish I knew a long time ago what I know now because Mm -hmm. I would be retiring a millionaire had I known even just with like real estate, buying property, renting them out, buying multi-units. Like I just learned all that stuff now. So I'm quick to try to like even like junior people put them on like a buy property everywhere you go. Like put your BAH to use. And then when you get ready to leave, rent it out to some other people and go buy another property somewhere else. Like real estate is what make millionaires really. And so I'm just trying to figure out my way to get there. Generational wealth. Generational wealth. I'm trying to build my own little plantation. Hey, for <laughs> listeners, I had a book review. I am not going to review it. We'll be like, we'll be back. Are we back next week, Naaman? Please say we, we back, back next week, week man. All right, we're going to be back next week. Uh, we're going to have the Hero of the Week. We're going to have the Book of the Week. We're going to have the other episode of Echo 3. Um, yeah, that that the little airplane I, I, movie is out that I want to watch. The other movie is out that I want to watch. I got a confession, so man. I got a confession, man. You, you already finished the what? show. You finished the show. Got it. Bro, new episode came out last night. It was Echo. It was Echo, but it was episode 10. Yeah, you I watched already it. already watched it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop watching. So I'm sorry. So now what's bad thing about it, though, is you did it now again. I have to go back. Yeah, I did, did it again. But now I had to go I back and watch every episode. like that. Like, is Ella okay oh, with you I being love. like that? Yeah, I'm She sorry. okay with you yeah. skipping shows like that, man? Like you're doing this to your man, like to your friend, dog. Like I'm sure you're doing this at home. Yes. Hey, you might have talked to her too, man, because she be watching it. She want to watch it every time. She waiting on Friday. Is that good, man? Echo, oh, right? She's waiting on Friday. Echo. Echo. Let's check it out. Echo, Echo three. three. It, it, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. What is, oh, Apple. Yeah. But like, oh. I, yeah. Matter of fact, it, you I, may have to I catch up. It. You may have to yeah, catch I up. We will be talking. We'll be talking soon. <laughs> catch up. Yeah. Anything else, Damon? 
Nah, that's all I got, man. Mississippi stand up. You guys know what time it Damon, is. Damon don't thank our guests. He don't he don't like thank the guests. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? Thank you. This is this is actually you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what, man? Like me and me and Teach been talking about We've been trying to do this for a while though. Yeah, we have. We've been trying to hook up and get this done for a while. So finally got it done. Thank you very much. Um, and hopefully we'll be talking to you more um, about this soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you for the yeah. invite. This was, like, really fun. This was really fun. I liked it. So most I'll, definitely, I'll, I'll most definitely. definitely be back whenever y'all, whenever y'all need me. Let me know. I'm here. <laughs>